汶川，叶问，我真想看看你一个大男人是怎么打出一套女人拳的。好嘅功夫系唔会分男女老幼嘅，睇人嘅啫。至于打成点，你一阵咪会知啦。请。Welcome to Cinemigos, a podcast all about expanding the cinematic horizons of its hosts, John. Okay, sir, you're a Lebowski. I'm a Lebowski. That's terrific. Rob. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And Hydroberg. What country are you from? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? Welcome to Cinemigos, the podcast where each week one of us will introduce the others to a film they have not seen in order to expand our cinematic horizons. I'll be your uh, host this week, uh, Kinetic Onslaught, the Eight Bit Killer. Got my boys with me here. We got Big Bird, huh? Hollow Adam Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? What's going on, fellas? You know how we do it around here. And don't forget the cinematic archaeologist. Robert, everybody ready to wing Chun tonight? Oh fucking a right! Yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's funny that you mentioned that. I thought about that when I when I watched this. I'm like, is that where they got it from? Had to be possibly Wing Chun. <laughs> uh, so this week we're discussing my pick. It is Eat Man, and uh, yeah, I I'm real excited to get into this one with you guys because uh, I uh specifically the reason I wanted you guys to watch this movie. It's because I think anytime you get into anything in any form of art, period, when you have someone that is just so about their culture, like someone that just is like dies on that hill of just like their people, where they're from and the amount of pride that they take in that and not only what they do, but their 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 culture. It's just it's it's inspiring and it always lights a fire. Like for me, anytime I watch something to, to that degree with somebody coming in and just like this is for my people, whoop whoop, you know, it's just it's it's yeah, super like a braveheart fun. situation. Some exactly, yeah, mm. yeah. So whoa, 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 sorry, whoa, whoa, wait a second. We're it's not my pick, and we're doing a foreign film. Like what? What's going on with this podcast? I know it. I know mm-hmm. it. It's getting it's in color, my fart smelly bag, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, John, how did you first? Because this is your pick. Um, mm. I, I've also seen this. I, I think Heidelberg is the one. That I have not me. seen this. No. How I'm did you first come? To, I know. Uh, I know, guys. I know. What is wrong with me? I know. Well, how did you, uh, John? How did you first come to Ip Man? Uh, so for me, it's actually kind of a weird story. Uh, I was uh, this I saw. I want to say within the last like six or seven years ish, somewhere around there. And uh, okay. I was at a, a tournament, a fighting game tournament for Killer Instinct. And uh, one of the guys in my bracket, it was a local guy uh, in the Sacramento region. Shout out to Daddy Dab 32. He was talking about the new one had just come out. I think it was like three or four or something like that had just come out. And he was going to the theater to watch that that night. And I had never even heard of it. And I was like, what? I, I, I was just completely oblivious to it. And he's like, oh, bro, do yourself a favor. Watch this film. And I, I promise you, you will love the series. And uh, the rest from there was kind of kind of history. 
So have you seen all four films? Not the fourth. I've seen all three. You haven't seen the fourth one yet. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I... uh, Because this film never came out in North America. So I came to it pretty much like right right around when it came out. I got it on bootleg uh, back in the day. And yeah, it was just one of those films that I had, uh, you know... Why? Because I, I, my friend and I, we would watch all sorts of martial arts films like Ong Bak and you know, all the like the Jackie Chan stuff. We Grandmaster, uh, yeah, yeah, Grandmaster, which I actually I, I am going to talk about uh, in our review. But of course, yeah. So I watched all that stuff, you know, from back way back from like the '70s stuff up until like you know, some of the more modern day stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just I was like, damn, like this is because I didn't know all that much about Donnie Yen outside of like a few films that he was in like hero or um, uh, once a man, uh, once upon a time in China too. Hmm. Um, so it's just like, that's how I was kind of introduced to him. And I was like, man, this is like totally. the, another one of the great uh, Kung Fu action stars. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Jackie Chan was getting older. Jet Li was kind of getting out of the game a little bit. So now we got mm-hmm. Donnie Yen. It's like, fuck yeah, we're, we're right all right along the path again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just, fell in love with the movie i've seen all four films they're all really solid in their own way and yeah i just um I, well i love kung fu films it regardless like any sort of martial arts films i like i don't know if you guys have watched a bunch or if you're into I've seen the, some yeah uh, i'm not like well steeped in knowledge of kung fu films but i like them and it's definitely a genre i kind of want to uh, dip my toes in some more too, so that's why I'm digging. Yeah, this is definitely one of the top tier ones. This is yeah. uh, a lot of people talked about. I know I've heard of it, man, a bunch. I've just never seen it. Bird, yeah. would you say you're looking to get your horizons expanded in the kung fu? Cinematically, yes. Cinematically speaking, yes, I am. <laughs> Love to hear it. Uh, well, and I'm glad uh, that you uh, picked this for me to to do that. Yeah, I already yeah. feel like they've been broadened. Totally. I, I was completely oblivious to Donnie and to, to when uh when going into this. So for me, it was like a, like I said, it was just one of those things. I I knew nothing about it. Nothing. It's cool I to watch not... this because. Oh, I'm sorry, John. No, what I was saying is like what because I, I I had I seen his about... face before, like in some other films, but I didn't I didn't I had not like registered his name. Sure. And so once I went back, I was like, oh shit, that was Donnie Yen in that mm-hmm. in in these films that I liked. Oh, he's because he's been around for a while. Yeah, um, and he seeing had, John he, Wick last year, like yeah, earlier this oh, year, I was definitely dude. like when we were like, oh, we're gonna cover it, man. I was like, cool, because I kind of want to see more of like him, because he was so good and so oh yeah, you, a lot of the same but, moves that you see in John Wick Four are from this film. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it's his kind of his style, right? So like, yeah. yeah, obviously, it's, it's gonna transfer awesome. to his other other roles, but. It was interesting. I saw like a clip of somebody asking him because he was in Star Wars, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, he was great. They were like, yeah, bro, yeah. And they they had mentioned like, oh, uh, are you uh, are you nervous about the choreography for Star Wars and getting into that? And he just kind of like looked at him just completely befuddled. And like, he was like, what? No, bro. I, I did. It, man. <laughs> Have you seen my films? Um, uh, no. Star Wars is going to be fine. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> He did that for his kids. He like his kids were so so excited that he was going to be in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, he was great in that too. Man. Yeah, that, I have one with the Force. Movie. The Force is one with me. Or something. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, he, that that's what honestly that's still the best Disney Star Wars films to date. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it is. a. I feel like that film came and people were like, this is going to be trash. And it was actually pretty fun it and good. And it had good. like heart. It felt even though you knew what was going to happen at the end, it still like took you on a nice journey. So yeah, I do I think it is probably one of the stronger Disney. Um, really? You like it better than Solo, huh? I'd have to see Solo again. <laughs> not, not, I only seen Solo cool. once. I didn't hate Solo, to be honest, but it's like unneeded, though. Yeah. Even though it's even if it's a good film, it's like, why did you make it though? You didn't need to make this. Like we don't I don't need to know this about Solo. But uh why don't we get our our spoiler war- patented Heidelberg spoiler warning and our synopsis yeah, and, we'll get and then into John can drop us a synopsis. Oh so uh spoiler warning. Meow 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 spoiler alert. During the Japanese invasion of China, a wealthy martial artist is forced to leave his home when his city is occupied, with little means of providing themselves. Eat man and the remaining members of the city must find a way to survive. Loved it. All right. So, well, Good a little everybody. bit of pre, yeah. Well, a little bit of pre-production, as uh, you know, as I always have here. Um, so this is another one of our films that had had actually a hard time getting made. So back in 1998, uh, screenwriters Jeffrey Lau and Corey Yun were going to make this film with. It, it was going to be with Donnie Yen starring as Ip Man. And a guy by the name of Stephen Chow was going to play Bruce Lee because uh, Ip Man is known by a lot of people in the Kung Fu community. Like he's the guy that helps kind of, uh, you know, train Bruce Lee, at least yeah. in the Wing Chun. Um, so that's that's why his name is known. However, the studio that was uh, going to be doing this film went out of business and the project was abandoned. Ten years later uh, or about ten years later in 2007. Raymond Wong, who is one of the big producers over in Hong Kong, decided to make his own Ip Man film with cons- uh, and he had consent from Ip Man's sons and uh, with Ip Man's eldest son being a technical consultant on the martial arts and mm-hmm. kind of like just portraying his dad. <clears throat> Donnie Yen was going to was going to be the star. He was going to be Ip Man. And Sam Hung, uh, who is a longtime friend and collaborator with Jackie Chan. So if you know a lot of Jackie Chan films. Samuel Hung is usually either playing along with him or is attached in some some form or fashion with those Jackie Chan films. Wait, how he's do you know be... Sam's well hung? <laughs> how do you know that? Oh, he's the pervert, dude. What do you mean? Oh, cinematic. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he's he was the uh, uh, put in as the action uh, choreographer for this film. And that's why this and uh, if you watch the second one, he's actually one of the characters in the film as well. So that this is where the why the action is so good is because Sammo Hung is involved and he's done a lot of great like action choreography. I didn't know time. he was such a fucking big boy, dude. I watched like the making of on the on the DVD I have one of the specials. Um, and he is a rotund fella, man. He really, dude, I was like, yeah. oh shit, bro, this guy is out here teaching people Wing Chun, and he's just like he just i was i was i was not expecting that to be the master yeah so that's how the film got made uh we'll talk a little bit about like you know the the reaction to the film afterwards and like Mm -hmm. some of the some of the stuff that went on afterwards but uh let's dive into this let's dive into this bitch yeah all right everybody let's wang chung tonight there it is yeah uh dramatic opener yes drum beats digging them it man training dude so sick with yeah. that dummy, just the way, like the move, like the how he's doing the movement, and it's snapping. now. Let me ask you: Is this dummy? They make it seem almost like the dummy was like something that he started training with that like was not a thing at this moment. Really, the I have a feeling that's the case, or it's part of his. It's part of the Wing Chun method of yeah. training. 
And that's what makes him so fast and like defensive the way he can like. From what I understand, the idea of Wing Chun is that you're not only are you attacking, but you're defending at the same time. Like you're doing both. And that's what Lin says to him in that moment where he's like, well, and I believe it's supposed to be like redirecting people's energy for the most part. So there's it's Mm -hmm. really not like a super high offensive martial arts status. It's it's more of like adapting what's coming in at you and then, and then kinda, using uh, it like a lot of the the moves that you see are them kind of mm-hmm. almost like redirecting and like moving energy like it's 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 super interesting yeah, yeah you gotta so definitely it, anticipate it, your like opponent's moves in order to be that that good yeah yeah and obviously like we uh so the the film was directed by a guy named uh wilson yip uh, most famous uh, what people know him here for are it man one and two he did the first two films uh Heidrich, you might be interested in another film he did uh bio zombie uh which has a, a lot of similarities to brain dead the peter jackson film oh yeah yeah so I, I haven't seen it but it sounds interesting uh and then we have donnie yen is it man he's fam- we've talked about some of the stuff he's famous for the it man series star wars rogue one uh he was in hero with another jet Li film that's a good movie and that film is awesome yeah uh once upon a time in china too and really dove into this role for it man um you know i'm not sure if he he's not a method actor but he definitely went method for this role uh because i think it man is a very popular figure over in that area oh yeah so you know he went down he changed his he went on a strict diet he only did like one meal a day he uh practiced wing chun constantly uh, always was t- kind of in collaboration with his sons to kind of make sure he had the mannerisms and like his uh, the way that he spoke down and he never wrote character like even when they stopped filming he kept in character the entire time which i don't think he's ever done for a film so this is kind of his he really cared about this character and it shows this is why yeah, it's it does. And his performance it definitely shows for sure there's like this huge demonstration in the beginning and like these new martial arts schools or whatever we see in the square. I kind of like the way it's shot. And we see like the kite flying overhead over town square and like yep. no string. And so then it's just to flying by uh, the master Ips. Yeah. So that uh that demonstration, uh, I think that's paying tribute to another great uh, Kung Fu classic from 1980. Uh, the, the Young Master starring Jackie Chan. Because they have a very similar thing, like with the all these rival schools doing this demonstration, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of a way for uh, kind of to promote themselves, like oh, we're the best martial arts school. No, we're the best martial arts school. Yeah, yeah. there you definitely get that. Yeah, you get the new the new guy coming in as in Lou Master Lou. Yeah, Master uh, Lou. Um, what was his What was his his club's name? I forgot. Did they ever say it? Uh, I I didn't. Catch I don't that. remember. But, they don't really uh, say any of the clubs. Too I don't. Much. I was gonna say I don't really remember any of them having names. Yeah. Like it was more like this master's school is kind uh-huh. of yeah, yeah exactly. So that uh, that guy's name, Master Lu, is played by a gang. Uh, and I apologize, my my Chinese pronunciation is probably gonna be very off. My uh, wow. but his his name is uh, Chen uh, Zhihui. Yeah, Chen Shui Hui. Shui Hui. Uh, he's been in, he's been in Fearless, uh, uh, one of the last uh, uh, kung fu films that Jet Li did, and he's famous for this film. Uh, mm. Also, in a bunch of like Hong Kong films that I'm sure nobody in this country has seen. I, I like him uh, in this. Uh, yeah, his character has a little progression too because he's a little different in the beginning than when we um, later yeah. on. What happens to him later on? 
He's such a sick character for sure. But yeah, we get the introduction to uh the introduction to him and his new school, whatever. And he comes to like uh he wants to spar with Master Ip, so he comes to his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he know everyone knows that Ip Man is the best. And if you can show some sort of you know Hold something against Ip Man, you have you have something. Yeah, I guess right. he wants to like size him up, but Ip declines, like like not right now, man. I'm eating dinner with my family or whatever, yeah. and he's like, "I'll wait," you know, like fucking yeah. the dude's pushy. Which you can already kind of see the wife's like irritated, right? Yeah. Like she's just like, clearly she goes through this shit all the time. Like yeah. she's sitting there at the table and she's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" And he's coming in like, "Oh, hey, no worries, but hey, man, I'll sit right over here. I'm just gonna stare at you guys while you eat." And then Don't he offers some food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That that look that his wife gives him, that's the same look that my wife gives me when I'm doing this shit. Yeah, when you're doing the podcast. I've seen her head come in through the door sometimes and look at yeah. us like, damn, you fuckers are still on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Master Lou's kind of pushy, but yeah, our guy's polite, though. Fucking Ip's polite. The family's polite. They yeah. have dinner with them. It looks delicious. Yeah. They make a nice looking meal and... I don't know how oh, you fight like, after all that, that. Like dim sum that they got going on. Oh my god, that looks. Uh, I had uh, when I was watching this movie like the night before. I had dim sum. I was like, so I just get myself into yeah. the, uh, you know, into the mood of watching Ip Man. Oh, it was great. They have some like dessert too. After it looks like I don't know, there's some kind of roll that the guy is eating. I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, oh, I thought you meant good. the cigarette. The cigarette too, and then there's like some um, what looks like mandarin oranges or something like that. Maybe yeah, uh, to snack on. But um, yeah, I was surprised that he has a cigarette. But he's like. Yeah. It man in this is like he's a a man of uh culture sort of uh and he's, he's got some he's wealth very, too. Very erudite. Uh, yeah, he because he's very he's like wealthy. a master in his craft of you know in yeah. his technique of wing. And it's he's very wealthy, but like he's yeah. not like he's not lording it over he's people. Humble. He just uh and we don't know exactly how he came into this wealth. I don't know if he was like kind of. I assumed him. from like possibly to the technique of like at one point he ran a successful school or something. Maybe he decided not to anymore. At one point, or maybe he accumulated yeah, uh, well somehow through his abilities of you know his kung fu. You know that that would make sense because I know he makes a comment about how like how much he hates taking on students, and you know like how, I mean how do you know that unless you did it? You know what I mean? So that yeah. that would make sense. It was almost like a um like a Luke Skywalker situation where it's like no, I'm not going to train anybody anymore. Like yeah, right, right. Uh, well, I'll just mention his uh, uh it man's wife here since we we talked about her. Uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, Chone. Chun? Chung? Uh, so her uh Chung Wing pronounce- Sing is her is oh, her yeah. name, her character's name, played by actress uh Lin Hung. Uh she's most famous for her being an Ip Man, uh being his wife through the mm-hmm. series. And uh most not a lot of film or TV credits, but she's uh most known for being a uh um a model and like kind of model in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And I think it's uh since she got married uh, a few years ago and you know she's had kids she's kind of kind of stayed away from you know doing films anymore you know she's kind of focusing on, on her family well in yeah, the in the family. special that i watched on the dvd they talked about like a lot of the cast this was their first film ever like i know for for this her it was this is her first film yeah this it's was her first it. film she was she, yeah they were like she'd never done anything before I think she she like she had been a model like Rob was saying or something, but this was like the first time she was on camera like recording a film. Oh no! Yeah, she there's moments where she's like she subdued and dialed back, but then like I like when she has to put a foot down like later on. Yeah. She's like, oh, she looks and, like yeah. that annoyed housewife. It's like, yeah, fuck you and your friends. Yeah, you know, spend time with your son. Get your shit together. 
This yeah, moment right here when she's like going to leave after dinner, she shoots him a look, right? And he goes, yeah, it won't, I won't be, be long. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. So it's yeah. not going to be very long. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about it, baby. It'll Don't be real quick. So, yeah, because he entertains Lou and they eat and they have, you know, he offers him a cigarette and they relax. Um, And then he tells the uncle, like, don't worry about the dishes. You leave the dishes in us uh, here. Just lock, close the door behind you. Yeah. And then they spar. And then he proceeds to beat the dog shit out of Master Lou. Well, like he pulls his punches. Yeah, yeah. So he just yeah. shows so it, like what he's capable of. That's right. the that's the part about like this first part of the film. It's not about like killing a person. It's no. it's uh it's more of like it, this is because there's two essentially two acts of this film. There's the good times and there's the bad times. The good mm -hmm. times. It's fun. It's fun. Like it's about like oh we're oh it's rivalry and like you're wanting to like oh we want to best these guys right and oh Ip Man's the best. I want to I want to like test myself against Ip Man or I want to be trained by Ip Man and like yeah we're having fun even though it's it, it, but it's not Ip about Man like clearly his better in this. Fight. It's like no no he toys with them. I love it. Yeah. And He's then, like, that moment where he, like, cleans him up at the end after picking him up off the ground. Yeah, He's like, thanks for taking up. it easy on me, because that's what he said he would do. Like, yeah. oh, I'll take it easy on you. We'll just, we'll spar real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, and, and Lou knows. The look on Lou's face is like, holy crap. Like, yeah. I can't compete with this guy. We, I got a dumpling stuck in my that? throat right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but Yoon sees it, right? He witnesses it because he's going after his fucking kite. Kite, beautiful right. kite, actually. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he's like the younger brother of another yeah. character that we'll meet here Lin, in the yeah. second. Uh, yeah, he's so like Lin's kind of a training under Master Lu, right? Yeah, right? and uh, Yoon is just a street kid or whatever doing his thing, chasing his kite, and then he yep. sees the whole thing goes down. He sees. Well, the... he's not a street kid yet because he is a. Uh, He's the younger brother of. Oh, well, he's uh, not in like a dojo. I don't think or anything. Like that. No, he's sort of just no, like no. hanging out around the streets. So he's the right. younger brother of a character that we're going to meet later uh, in a little bit here, Lin, and uh, like they, their father owns like a very famous restaurant in Foshan that you know he's just uh, that's the restaurant that he's going to inherit. So he's not a street kid. He's just kind of a loudmouth kind of. Well, I don't know, like. I don't think it just means like he's not. Violence, he doesn't but he's do like anything. Off he hangs out around off the street. He, you know, right. he's like doing shit. Oh, I, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay, he's, not not, he's, he's street, definitely he's not a like martial artist. Like, no, yeah. he's not a martial artist. Right. But you know, like that's why he's out and about flying a fucking kite in the middle of the day, and like, right. You know, what I mean, like he should be in school or doing something, right? Like, I, I don't did, know. dude. That and then that I love that scene where he's shooting his mouth off and uh, with everybody, <laughs> like that shit. He's just telling. He's exaggerating story. too. What happened? Oh like, yeah, yeah. For sure. Master yeah. Lou did lose his fight, but. Yeah. Um. He's making you it sound like he was he super mad, and like... <laughs> that it man chased him out of there. Like that didn't yeah. happen at all. It was all very respectful, and it would have been on the DL the whole time. It man promised to keep it low. He would have. Oh, did. for sure. You know he would have, because yeah. he still doesn't even say yeah. anything. He does, he, yeah. Because he doesn't want to ruin that guy's reputation. Because he wants his school to be successful. So he's he's going to keep his promise. Yeah, because he sees that guy as a respectful enough guy. You know, even though he's pushy about fighting or whatever, he was like. Yeah, whatever. I'll give you a shot, but I'm gonna. Yeah, you know, I got you. I'm gonna kick your ass, but right. Whatever. Yeah, let's just eat first, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Yoon definitely goes back to his buddies and just starts kind of running his mouth. He's a big mouth. Um, yeah. And he kind of good storyteller. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then we, we see also... that's when they introduce Lin, who's uh the brother. Yeah. So he kind of Lin... runs the restaurant, I guess. Right? Yeah, he's working. He's working it at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's played by a guy named uh, Jing Yu, 
uh, who is a very accomplished martial artist. Not a lot of film credits, but uh, he's done. He's a very accomplished martial artist. Charismatic he, uh, as an actor on screen. He does a great job. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, he's a 32nd generation Shaolin monk. Really? I like him yeah. as the older brother type for him. For he's like, great. You know, he's really character. great. I would kind of wish they had, there was a little bit more of them together before the split, you know, mm-hmm. to be honest. But um, because it's interesting that he trains under Master Lu. That never really comes into question, though. Like, he's never like super loyal to Lu. Like, he's still I don't know. It's weird. I thought that was going to be a thing where it was like, well, oh, you're with the enemy. You know, I thought they were going to paint Lou as an enemy at first. But then it turns out like something totally different was happening. Way know, different. That yeah. That I didn't see coming where it takes a turn. But so um, we we're, we're at the restaurant here. Right. And he yeah, is yeah, going right. to the restaurant to meet Quan, his brother. That's who or he calls him his brother because um, uh, he wants to have a discussion with him about what he's trying to do is, you know, Foshun is it's in this wonderful state. People are merry and happy. That means people are going to want nice clothes. Yeah. So people, you know, people are going to be spending money. So I want to do this. I want to open a good the idea, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, he's clearly well thought out. Like you they make it see, like a vision clear. Here. He's the business minded man. Right. In the movie, like, you know, there's, it, it kind of gets harkened back to late in the film where he's like, He's not the karate guy. Like he's no. he's the businessman. He knows how to make the money, and like that that's what that's what he is. Um, yeah. So uh, that guy is uh, is played by Simon Yam. Uh, he's been in films like uh, Election One and Two, which I've heard are very good. They're good Hong Kong films. They're like kind of like crime dramas, like mm-hmm. similar to The Godfather. Uh, he was also in uh, Lara Croft, uh, Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life, oh, wow. and uh, yeah, he's like kind of the businessman and friend. He's a businessman friend of it, man. And is asking him for a loan for his uh, textile business. Yeah. Yep. And it man complies. Uh, he says, you know, I don't I don't know anything about working. Yeah. Or like doing like running a business or anything. Like it that. is just and like the ultimate friend. Money. Yeah. Like he pulls the money out, slides it over. And he's like, yo, just hit me when you got it. Not worried about it. And he's like, it could mm-hmm. be a long time. And he's like, yep. I've already forgotten about it. Like, yep. like yeah. Like, and later on. It, it plays out and he still like keeps that same attitude about exactly it. right and uh it, but then it's uh, like a lot harder later oh for sure and then we get uh uh lynn comes up right and they everybody so everybody's wanting to know now because now the word has gotten out from the storytelling that uh Eatmon, you know beat the beat the dog piss out of this new master master lou and so everybody is coming up and master lou ends up getting the information storms over to the restaurant yeah, to defend like, his name yep and he's uh like hey who the where the shit is juan or uh yon and and uh, and that's the kid that's been running his mouth the whole time right and i like oh, how he is. flips around because immediately like, he's like yo that's me bro and he turns around big ass smile uh-huh. on his face like yeah and then it's Lou starts coming at him. He's like, "Oh shit!" He yeah, starts smacking him around. That look of like, "I'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of you." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Lynn gets involved. Yep. Then Lynn I like this up. argument here with the brothers. They're sp- he, Lynn speaking to Yoon, laying, lying about lying, and uh, even if he wasn't lying, for something should remain private. Right. Yeah. Things that cause embarrassment, and Yoon's like, uh, he said something like, "I don't know, like embarrassment. I don't know anything about embarrassment." And his older brother's like, "Pants him." Yep. And says like here, like embarrassment like this. And I that shit made me laugh when he just like Dude, pulls his pants down and like I don't know. Hell, that was great. I was like, that <laughs> shit made me laugh, bro. <laughs> There's like comic relief in this movie, like a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. It's a little zany, but not too bad. 
Um, yeah, because, for the most part, there's, we don't, there's a lot of we, serious. We get it in the first part of themes. the film. We don't get it so much in yeah, the second. Yeah, because there's more part. serious themes in the in the second half. But this we're having, we're having sure. fun in this part of the film. And yeah. then we meet the cop. Yeah, we're meeting our characters too. We meet the cop, uh, Lee. Yeah. Right? Uh, Comes played across by that kind of like douchebag. Like, yeah, he's kind of a douchey dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Hall pass, he, he redeems you know? himself in the, later in the film, but he's played by a guy later. Gordon Lamb. Yeah. Hong Kong actor. Uh, did a lot of supportive uh, supporting stuff over in Hong Kong, uh, but later on in his career, within the last decade, has become a leading man in Hong Kong films. Nice. Uh, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's a good actor. Just he hasn't done anything over here in America or anything like that. Hmm. Well, then that means he's rubbish. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, he's really good in this though. I do like him as that kind of swarmy like. Uh, dickhead characters, but it's like he knows everybody too, so he's like, "Don't worry about it." You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. I like that he points the gun at Ip though, and my no, man yeah. just disarms him by pushing the barrel out, and then like sets him straight with like, uh, like his soft spoken nature about like, well, like martial artists are energetic people sometimes, and you know, but we're civilized enough that we don't need a gun waved in our face, basically. Right. He kind of sets things straight with Lou at the same time at that moment too. Like, right. Yeah. Right? yeah. Everything's okay now. People forgot about what was. Yeah, let's just have some tea yeah. and just, you know, let's relax. Yeah, and that's when <laughs> it goes back inside and slides the money over to Quan and is like, yo, I got yeah. this, okay? If you want to do the thing, do the thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, bada bing, bada boom. That's bada bing, bada boom, man. Come bada bing. This easily could have been like something like The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Notice that did you notice that Quam's like rubbing fucking shit on his hands a lot? Like the two times yeah, I see him, like a, like a lo- like some kind of lotion or scent. Yeah, or- and I was like, is this gonna be important? Is this like a? It, it means nothing. It means nothing. Well, to the film, I, I believe, think it's but- more of like because he's not a because he works not- with textiles maybe, so his hands are dry. Yeah, because his hands are rough from like the textile stuff. So yeah, yeah he's he's rubbing lotion on yeah, his yeah. hands. No, it makes sense. Like- it's just an interesting thing about his character. I noticed, and then like it doesn't go anywhere. So I was wondering at one moment. This being my first time, I was like, I wonder if there is that a is that a breadcrumb or something? Is that a hand? No, it's not really a breadcrumb, but it's just kind of like you know, knowing the the industry that he's in. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it's just like it's, yeah, you your hands get rough in that type okay, of industry. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, he's like a cool character. I like like he's like like almost like a brother. Like his son calls Ip uncle. Right. Exactly. You know yeah. So yeah, they have a cool relationship. And then Lin shows up. He wants to show. Uh, he wants to show the uh, masters some of his moves. Yeah, I like this. Uh, it's just like showing him his errors. He's like, you know, like fucking. And this is where his wife has finally fucking had it. Yeah, because his little son comes over with like a drawing, and he's like, "Daddy, look at my drawing." And yeah, he's like, "Fuck out of here, kid!" I'm doing him, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the fuck out of here, kid. And then yeah, Mrs. Zip yells, and it's funny. She had to put her foot down. I like it. It's like all you people are fucking fighting all the time. It's like you. Do you ever get tired of it? And it's like I know. That's all oh. you, yeah. I like how they all knew she was the boss. Like she uh-huh. snaps, she speaks oh, yeah. up, and everybody immediately is like, "Ooh, all right, all right." See you later. Like, they scattered like cockroaches. They're all like Homer they Simpson in that the gift. Gate. They were like, <laughs> just blending into the bushes. <laughs> Out of here. See you later. Uh this Focus. next shot, though, guys, we get this inner city shot mm-hmm. coming down into. It's gorgeous, man. I love this setting of like when we see the town. From this view, we saw it from above before, but now we're seeing it like as if you were walking through it. Right. And it's, I just love the attention to detail. Like the streets look awesome. Like the signs and everything, and the, 
I don't know, man. The set pieces look really cool here, dude. It's oh, crazy they, because the well, like one. Sorry, just real quick. One no, of the, one of the things that I, I saw in the special when uh, the guy was talking about it, he's like, "There's really not a whole lot of of knowledge like for what street signs would have looked like during that time, right? Like in this specific area." He's like, "So you know, you you talk to people and you get the the best recollection that you can get from people." But he even talks about like accents. He's like, you know, trying to even get like the accents mm-hmm. right for that time and shit. But it just it just made me think like we have so much like history here. Like when when you think of it as an American and like history and how it's taught and brought down and everything. Like you know, going back, it's like we have a lot of uh, I guess recollection of what all that is. And then right. like I just don't think about that like in that area. It's not like it was like one unified. Er- you know what I mean? There was so many separate areas that all kind of like had yeah. their own, their culture. own uh, like dialect and stuff which right, you know right. even today over in china and hong kong you it's like yeah we know of like mandarin and cantonese right but you right. go up to some other region of like china it's like i don't know what the fuck that person's saying totally because mm-hmm. it's so different it's almost like another language so that i just i thought that was cr- like i didn't even like that like that would have never even mentally processed for me like just watching the film, I'm just like, oh well, yeah. They 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 knew how to do the streets. They knew how it looked. I don't know. I mean, it looks really, it, it looks like a believable setting to me. Yeah, totally. In my oh, mind, it reminds it me of a video great. game a little bit too. Like walking they through the really, market. They really, they really did. I will say that this is one of the things about this film, and you know, normally like with like with these like with these type of films, you know, historical accuracy is not the main goal. Sure. But like it's it's about like the action. And I'll talk about that a little bit, you know, at the end. But this but, movie is more senator a little bit more around. But they did they did take some care into having some sort of historical accuracy as yeah, best absolutely. as they could do it with the budget that they had and with like, you know, what they had available to them. And I think it pays off because it for maybe not in maybe not in Hong Kong, I don't know, but for people like us, looks pretty damn good. Totally. I thought so. I thought it's one of my favorite shots of the film. Just like when we come walking in, we start seeing some of these street signs and we see like these, uh, these street toughs, like looking, they're walking through the city and they're looking for like the, the martial arts clubs. They want to challenge yeah. the mass. Yeah, Northerners. These guys are cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a good fight too. They look like, um, they're like, they're called the out of towners, right? Yeah. And they're fucking, they come in and just start kicking ass, man. It's like the moment, uh, they beat the first guy down. Jin mm-hmm. does the the fighting really in the beginning. Yeah, so Jin Jin Shanjiao, uh, played by uh Fan Chi Wong, he is uh, most known for his uh roles in Ip Man One and Two, and yes, uh, yeah, kind of like this northern. He's part of like this leading this northern yeah. group yeah. that a martial arts group that like wants to show their. Uh huh. They've heard that Fo yeah. Shen is like got really. They're really known for their martial artists. So they right. yeah. So the, well, our martial arts are better than their martial arts. It's it's Which like it sort of is. Part. I mean, when they first come in, Jin's kicking fucking ass. Yeah, oh yeah. He fucks everybody up. I mean, he's one of the best fighters in the movie. Dude, what was yeah. what was the the guy you said that did the choreography? Rob Sammy was sent. What was it? Semihong. Semihong. Oh him. I guess when he taught when he was like helping Jin with the character, he's like, so you're this northern style karate guy, right? And they're very like, uh, they're very sure of themselves, and they kind of assert themselves, and they're mm-hmm. you know like that's that that's that northern style is the the confidence, the cocky confidence, like. Yeah, you're here to just, you know, whoop ass and so probably more of an offensive sort of style. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, he brings it, man. And I oh, like dude, it. Yeah. He's like just challenge. Like he just beats down that one dude. I like he kicks that one guy like down to the ground mm -hmm. and then like so, like windmill kicks, like a follow up kick and like hits him again. Dude, so sick. Like, oh, bro. Just Dude, there's a there's a bunch of those moves like during those fights where it's like like their legs get kicked out from under them, but then they like go straight and like use their hands to like pop back up off the uh -huh. ground and like get like they just write themselves. Oh, dude, the, the fight scenes in this movie are just so fucking good. Like, this is such a good kung fu. And there's movie. moments of, of like, um, like possible wire work, I think, but it's all very subtle. It's yeah, Where, like, yes. people get pulled away from a punch or something like that uh, right, sideways. Right. But it looks they're coming at you at the screen, too. Cause, so it looks kind of cool. Like they're like, it's slow yeah, mo, yeah. like flying. So I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, definitely. The brawls are like really cool. Like right here. Uh, I was never like bored. Yep. And I just like that the fights in this moment, like I we 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 cut to them and then away from them because then we see what's his name running to go see uh Lynn goes to warn uh Master uh Ip about what's going on in the yep. city. But we see the bladed guy cha challenges, he goes to grab a blade, yeah, and challenges him with a blade. Because well, we at guy. first he's kind of shook, like because he yeah. looks over at him he and does he's like, look oh. shook. And so he kind of like he's next in line. Right, scrambles back, and he's like, we're fighting with swords. Yeah, I thought he ran away, and then I was like, oh, he just ran to grab a, a sword, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's what I thought, more too. of like a weapons group. that you, they, Their martial arts uses a lot more weapons than, you know, the other guy. Yeah, and, and it's like guy this, uses his weapon. Is, it feels like some sort of, like, like a, uh, I don't know if you guys have played, like, the, the Yakuza game series, but it kind of feels like, you know, Jin is just, like, working his way through all these groups, like, one at a time. and Oh, yeah. Fighting. So and then by the time he gets to the third one, they're like, "Oh, our master's not here," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like the look on his face is like fucking pussy. pussy. <laughs> and <laughs> so we get uh, Ips trying to have family time, and uh, well, Lynn interrupts him. So he, Jin works his way through all all of the known masters of like kind of of the schools, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna," you know, they're eating their noodles and talking shit, and you have the guy at the noodle shop. It's like. You're nothing until you've beaten Ip Man. Right. Well, yeah, no, but before that, I'm saying uh, before that even happens, Ip Man's um, having family time and Lynn goes to warn him about the fights that are happening. And that's when yeah, we see Lynn, uh, Lynn pops up and he's like, Jesus, so early, Lynn? Like, yeah, and it's like he's just telling his wife, like, I'm, I'm going to put in the family time. I'm going right, to do it. Right. You know what I mean? And then like somebody shows up at the house again. But then we come back yeah. to Master Lou, who's being bested by Jin, which I I just didn't want to skip over that, though. Yeah, it's such a good fight. Because I thought that's a good fight. And that's when we really see how good of a fighter Jin is, because we know that Master Lou's a pretty good Jin fighter. Jin is really yeah. good, yeah. yeah. And we haven't even seen what the rest of his gangs uh, do. But yeah, then they go to uh, then they go to lunch and brag about their conquest. I yeah. like that moment of them kind of like <laughs> eating noodles and they're like, yeah, yeah this is definitely this the right idea town. to come here. Yeah. We're going to start up the best school ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very uh, video gamey. <laughs> yeah, like Yakuza. Or it's like, um, what was that old game? Shenmue. Yeah, oh yeah, Shenmue. Yeah, Do you guys know it. where there's any sailors? Do you guys know where there's any sailors, guys? No, I don't, actually. That's from Shenmue. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like this uh, moment. Yeah, and then they find out about it, man. That guy's kind of like, <laughs> you guys are nothing. Yeah, and he fucking and Jin like an asshole, like just kind of bursts in, like oh, kicks like his, his fucking house. gate, dude. He like front like Sparta kicks his fucking gate open, dude, yeah, and just fucks. like waltzes in. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And they're like, no, we're not gonna fight. And he runs his mouth to the point where Mrs. Ip is finally like, 
Hey, fuck him up. Just don't, Dude, I don't love, yeah, because shit. he's just, he's like, because you can tell he's kind of like trying to bait him into the fight. And Eep is just kind of like, nah, man, I'm good. Don't worry about it. Start up your school. You don't need fucking, well, I have nothing to do with your school. So fucking go ahead, do it. And then he's, uh, and then, yeah, he starts talking mad shit to Eep's wife and to Eep. And then that's when yeah, she looks Wing at him. Yeah, about Wing Chun and like, oh, it's for women. I I heard about this woman style, you fucking woman. And then that's when she's so like, I, uh, hey, get out of here. Like, we ain't doing real- this shit. And he fucking rings it. He's like, oh, damn, you let your woman run the house, blah, 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 blah. And then she kind of walks past him and she's just like, don't break any of my shit. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick, I'd like to talk before we talk about this fight. Yeah. Um, was is Wing Chun was it founded by a woman? Was it the the uh, technique or something? Is that a thing? You know what? I don't know. I took uh, it as possibly that's what it was, and like it's a it's a form of kung fu that was like uh, created by a woman or something like that. Maybe well, I think that's some people look down upon it or something like that. Right. I think that's part of the like like I was talking about earlier because you know it's it's not always about like the stronger person and kind of like being yeah. able to redirect people's energy and mm-hmm. and like that's how you like Which would be something that a woman would be able to do. exactly yeah yeah it would be a good style I, for a woman to know to to use a man's weight against him right exactly you know? exactly yeah and then like he's like a follower of it so it's not like he's the creator of it so no I think it's it like all, oh right? this form map possibly maybe it, it came from a woman and so that's why they were like oh, it probably know, came from like way this lady donnie yen was in a film with uh michelle yao called wing chun and it was you know the the lead of that was michelle yao i believe and it's about this woman who is really adept at wing chun and so yeah it's kind of like how uh you know like with mma you can kind of become you know if you know what you're doing you can kind of redirect that energy and kind of chest your chest move your way out of stuff because you're able to kind of like redirect that energy and become like water almost i mean that's kind of like what wing chun is it's you're you're very fluid in your movements right and stuff like that and that's very reactionary yeah Yeah, exactly it's uh, you're having fun tonight yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and then and yeah, then we get into. I'm sorry, what was that, Rob? No, he said, but "Don't yeah, break my shit." I, but I like how his wife is like, because they were both getting pissed off right. about like what he was, you know, talk. Yeah, you because know, uh, it man is like, "Don't talk like that to my wife." You yeah, have that, like, hey, bro. You watch who, who you're talking to. Yeah, we here. said that. John said this uh, before, and then she's like, "All right, just don't break my shit." Yeah. So sick, dude. So sick. And then like they get into it and they just start fucking brawling, dude. And he's like, he 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 starts to see right off. I I kind of I feel like at a certain point during the fight, you kind of see the switch go on for him because there's a part where they're fighting and it's up here. And I think like he jumps up and then like he tries to kick him and then eat blocks him with like his yeah. foot while they're still. And then that's kind of like they both land and he kind of has this look in his eye like, oh shit, all right. All right, all right. This guy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And they get into it. Uh, he breaks something. Yeah, I'll pay. Like, I'll pay. I'll pay. I'll pay. <laughs> yeah. He breaks like two things. He's like, I'll pay. Yeah. I'll pay. And then it's like uh, they're going, they're going, you know. And then the the kid comes out on the bike, right? And he's like, Hey, mom says if you start fighting back, you're gonna break everything in here. And he's like, You little fucking brat. <laughs> yeah. And if gets pissed, it's oh, like yeah. mom's like, You guys go outside already. With, yeah. Right. With this shit. Yeah. And uh, and I think is this is I think this is when he pulls the sword out, right? This is when he after that and like he gets yeah. right. 
and then he pulls the sword out and then they go and then he just gets what it looks like like is this supposed a to be feather. like a fucking duster or something oh well, like it's sort of like a plant that has like so those sort of things on it i think okay okay and then yeah, he it was just something, it was either a feather duster or something that he pulled out and just like whips the bullshit out of him Fuck, he is well, just going to town on him with that thing. and you have so you also have like all like the the entourage that's outside like all right right you know, all the poshan like all the martial arts group and like uh officer uh, yeah, yeah the officer cops, oh i like when there. the cop comes too and, the, and you think he's gonna bust the whole place and he whispers to Ip, he's like you gotta redeem our honor right like our yeah. town like i don't care what's going on here you need to kick this guy's ass yeah, yeah. I, I like that about say, Lee's that, character. That then I was like, "Oh, there's some depth too. to this guy." Yeah, he he actually might have the most depth of character of anybody in this film. You might be right. Yeah, he definitely does have some moments too where you're like, "This guy again? Like he's a dick?" And then you're like, "Oh, okay. Wait a minute." I I think this too is kind of like like uh, what I what I referred to at the beginning of the pod, right? Is it's like this is where you kind of start to see that like that deep care for culture and unity and community. Where it's like, this is about uh, like this is us here, you know what I mean? And you got yeah, these people that are coming done. in, and it's like even like you said, even the 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 sheriff that's supposed to be, you know, even he's like, hey man, do what you got to do. Like it's like you you really get that sense of it is like I, I will do whatever for these people for this area for this. Like this is no no matter how I feel because I think you kind of get the idea that him and the him and the cop might not necessarily see eye to eye right no. from that exchange earlier. But then you get this and it's like, like it, it doesn't matter if that's yeah, the guy that he hated the most in town. It do, it doesn't fucking matter because right now it's them and us. And it's like, mm-hmm. and it's he about just, and these loud mouth, loud mouth out of towners. Yeah. And at the same time, this is all still Chinese business. This is all people right. that are in China. You know what I mean? Correct. Correct. But just different sectors of it. Right. So we got the northern style coming with the southern style. And right. then like that still plays differently later. Totally open up the map a little bit further and have the Japanese come in. Uh, because yeah, so so it man beats the shit out of Jin, you know, and they're all like laughing at him, like they're walking out of town, like fuck those guys. It's interesting though, because he like he's disrespectful, but not totally because he's like, I'll pay, I'll pay, you know what I mean? Like those moments, like, like, but I need to challenge you, I need to be best you to show everybody how fucking tough it's a fun it's a fun rivalry no any other way he's not out there trying to kill anybody he's out there like trying to show that like we have the best martial arts and we want to open up a school in this like martial arts town yeah you can make money because they because if you look at the at the foshan martial artists they all like are very well dressed it seems like they Mm -hmm. there's some wealth there yeah and then you look at jin's group and they're not they're, they're looking pretty ragged I yeah. do think it's important to note, though, that it, it's definitely a different fight because we've seen a lot of the fights prior to this. And when he's when uh, uh, Jin is out there fighting, I mean, there, there isn't any of the other fights prior to this where we're seeing people with bloody lips spitting up blood and black eyes. Right. So, I mean, he's he's not necessarily pulling his punches like he's no there, he's I don't think he's out there to kill anyone. I don't think he's out there to cause serious harm. But he 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 was rough. He was out. He was this. Oh, this yeah, wasn't yeah. this wasn't like a like a a, a demonstration. You know, because they, yeah. they they kept calling them demonstrations when they would get into it. But then you ever and then you would get and, and I think even the master says that at one point to him. He's like, this doesn't fit. This feels like you're like you're challenging me. And well, that's so what he they says were, he's like, yeah, not a uh, spar or practice. He says, right, right. Doesn't feel like practice. So the yeah. they the basically what I'm just trying to say is like they it was slightly different because in the beginning we're kind of seeing it was more about technique and learning 
And then these guys come in and it's like, no, nah, I'll pop you in the face and not think twice about it. You know, that's very true. After he uh, passed him too, everybody's so excited. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a huge triumphant moment. And then we get the, the bad times. Well, hold on. Right before the bad times, we see like the family in the market the next, uh, next time they like, everybody yeah. loves them. They're, they're like dressed all nice. And, um, People are coming up to them, like giving Ip Man stuff or the little kids stuff. Like, oh, yeah. we have something for him, you know. Boys, faces. like I said, if this is a different type of film, this would be the Godfather. Yeah, yeah we see him dressed a little differently, a like, like, like Sunday's best or whatever. Right. Yeah. And uh, he arrives back home to like a bunch of men in town wanting to train under him. Yeah. yeah. Which and again then... is the sheriff's fucking fault. Mm-hmm. But he's thinking about it, right? And that's when that's when we get the turn. Yeah. And now it, then this is like, you know, right at the start of the Pacific theater of World War Two, Imperial Japan is conquering uh, Manchuria, which is, you know, China. And they were all, they were starting to take over Asia, essentially. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a, it's yeah, a the Japanese invade. They confiscate Ips Manor. Yeah. Which is headquarters. Dog, that means you had to have a fucking nice dope spot, right? I mean, if you get invaded and yeah. then the people that are invading you are like, yo, this is going to be the headquarters mm-hmm. of where we're running shit is like your house. It's got like a compound sort of. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's a uh, there's another film trilogy that kind of talks about this time. Um, the Human Condition, the, the Human Condition trilogy. And it's about like how because it's it's an indictment on Imperial Japan and like what they did to, well, especially Manchuria because the first film takes place uh, in, in China uh, during this time. And it's just like showing how like fucked up, like the, how they treated these people. And it's, it's not a, it's pretty brutal. And we, because they we say that, that they killed a bunch of people that drove a bunch out possibly too, yeah. and then destroyed like factories and, Oh, what was the number they showed? It went. It went from like three. It was like four hundred thousand to seventy. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't say necessarily whether those were all deaths or people that were driven out. Right, right. Fear of yeah. So it's like yeah, some were killed, some were like kind of like exiled. Mm -hmm. Some of them probably fled to Hong Kong. Uh, Others probably were just you know kind of in uh, some people hunkered down. Yeah. We see Ip and his family now. They're homeless, basically, like sort of like they yeah poor. And you know, like uh, Ip's wife is not doing so well health wise. Nah, she's um, got a little sickness going on. Yeah, it's it's and he is you know they they came from a state of wealth, so yeah. they had a lot. They're of still humble stuff. here, just oh, like yeah. they were when they had their wealth. Yeah. Yep. They, they were not that. like they were not lording their wealth over anybody. No. They they had it, but like it wasn't like. Well, I'm better than you because I have all no. this stuff. Yeah, definitely not. They did live a different life though. Like when they ate, someone yeah. else cleaned up their dishes and like but yeah. Yeah. Right. like you but, said, they didn't lord it over anybody. Yeah, but this also helped them in this time because they were able to survive much longer than maybe somebody who was poor in that area because they were able to, you know, uh trade some of their goods that mm-hmm. they had. Like, hey, well, can I get some extra rice today? Yeah. Here's my she here. He's got to wait in line with everybody else for food. Yeah, but like he was able to trade watches or whatever mm-hmm. silver or gold he might have had to well, get. And I think people gave him a little, like like you said, with with how with who he was and how he was. I think people kind of gave him a little. You know, he kind of he had That's a little bit too. of an advantage. Like, 
Like mm-hmm. even you besides earlier or besides later when you see him, like he gets the job because the guy recognized him. He's like, oh, it, yeah. But like even when he's get he's like, oh, I'll give you a little extra rice. Like when he gives him the uh, yeah. when he gives up the watch, he gives him like a little extra scoop. So he's like he's kind of yeah. cashing in on all these years of being him. You know what I mean? Well, his name and reputation precede him. And that that has helped. Right. That's helping him in this. Time. And that's how he's surviving now. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then he tells his wife, like, I'm going to get a job. I know that's not what I normally do, but like, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Because there's no need, you know, because martial arts are outlawed essentially at this time. So, yeah, he is as like and we have no we have nothing left to sell. I have to get a job so that you and our son can eat like it's how it's kind of funny how like when in good times, his wife was so mad about like his martial arts prowess and it's like, oh, everyone's coming over here. And like it's like it's fucking annoying. And she's upset about that. And, you know, but that's the only thing that he knows how to do. Right. That comes and into play this, later, too. Oh, yeah. Does. And then in this time where, you know, he can't use his martial arts, he, he hadn't needed a job because of, you know, his martial arts prowess. Now he needs to get a real job. And his wife at the same time is like, I really wish I had not like been like that back then. Like, and had supported his his skills and had been more. That's less about the job. It's more about him using the, his skills to at the very end. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. that's, a, that's a, at the end, right? She to save that. his own life. You know what I mean? Like, it's the only thing he has to uh, get out of the situation that they're in at that point. Yeah. But well, uh, I, I just love the type of person that he is, dude, because he tells her that, right? Like, all right, I got, I'll, hey, don't worry. I'm going to go out. I'll get a job. And she's like, you, you have, you don't work. Like, you don't know how, like, yeah. You know, she makes a comment about like, you don't know how to work, essentially, you know, some, something along those lines. And he's like, hey, I'll go and learn today. And then yeah, he, well, he that, hits out on the his, street. Uh, and that's where his friend, the businessman, kind of comes in, too, because yeah, he sees well, Quinn he when he's on the line for food. Stuff, like, no, we're not looking for anything. No, no, no. Right. And right. his businessman friend, the, the business that he invested in is the only one of the only businesses that's running. Well, he and had left, right? Because Quan makes a comment. And he's yeah. like, "Why'd you come back?" So, like, Quan had left. So, I, I don't, I'm, I could be wrong here. I don't know exactly what happened, but it seemed like Quan was driven out, or, or and left. Then he left and then came back, and then came back. So... And he was the business guy before, and who always kind of had good dealings. And so it was like he kind of took over this factory. Mm-hmm. I don't. I that that was my that was my uh, thought process. I on thought it. it was still the same factory that he had opened up and like came back to because he I wanted. Mean, we never to saw him open it though, so that's why I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. I thought I I thought this was the same business that he had opened up and was coming it back. Very well, could be. Well, it's the business me. he wanted to open up for sure. If he didn't, yeah. Open yeah. But the um, only reason that, like I said, Rob, the only thing that like makes me think differently of that is the fact that it is like what, like why are you back here essentially? So like I he, like he, that he's got the place up and running though. Right. And right. like it's not quite profitable yet, like enough where he's like, I can I can't still can't give you that money. And he's like, Don't worry about it. Like I forgot yeah, already forgot. Money. Like yeah. I can give you a job and you can be like the I like the they reminisce. And he's like, Oh, I don't want your charity. Yeah. Oh, and dude. Fucking, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And he says to his son too, says, like, why didn't yeah. he take and he's like, Yeah, because he doesn't want to owe anybody anything. So he then he gets like a job. People favors. Shoveling coal. <sighs> yep. And he bumps into Lynn and a couple of the boys from town that remember, like, knew him and respect him while he's yeah, doing it. Why, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Well, dude, and then they make a comment about his clothes. They're like, you're shoveling clothes, uh, you're shoveling coal yeah, in that, I think bro? he's going to get a job that day. And he's just like, he's like, hey, man, it day. is like, 
Like, the, and I think that really speaks to his character too. You know what I mean? Because he's like, "Job's a job, bro." I'm well, his wife that. seems sick at this moment too, so he's like, "I need to work." Because yeah, I'm it's worried now. about her. Right. She needs that's that. definitely a key in the Ip Man series. Like, his wife is de definitely, uh, and it's probably oh, does it because it kind of goes away at the end of this, and I'm like, oh, it's just a yeah, but it, it um it rears its head uh ultimately. All in right, no Ip spoilers. No spoilers, but like just like she becomes it. very sickly because of this time period. She okay. She deals with sickness throughout the series. Uh they him and Quan they reminisce a little bit at that moment, and then he leaves. Like you said, he gets the job. Uh, and then we get some family moments here, which I really do like. Of like these little moments of him and his family doing stuff together. His wife, uh, you know, a little sick. You know, him spending some time with his son. Yeah, that. It's probably the most time he spent with his son. Yeah. Yeah, now it's like, uh, is different. this where his kid asks him why he doesn't practice anymore? I think so, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, well, okay, it's uh, then I, if I, the more I practice, the more I got to eat. So, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. He's like, yeah, I got to eat more because that's exercise. And then, right. And, and then, then the, the kid is like, all right, well, I won't play outside anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it just shows you the kid. family element. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's really, it's like a heartwarming moment. It's like, Oh, that was that was really heartbreaking hearing his son say something like that. It's like that's what I mean. Yeah, to... it's like yeah. He's like, why don't you do karate anymore, Dad? Yeah, yeah, I did. And but then we just... see that Lin wasn't able to find his brother still. Ever since, yeah, we like... find out. Yeah, he's been searching yeah, for him never, essentially we, since we, that day. Yeah, yeah, and he left. Uh, yeah, and we see the police officer shows up, and that he's like at this point. We see that uh, Lee's uh, he's in league with the Japanese at this point to like kind of maintain his position or whatever, which is kind of well, like. He, oh, he, he, because he knows Japanese, so he's a yeah, translator. Yeah, translator. He's recruiting on behalf of them for something. And we get like this. If you compete, you get this bag of rice, which mm -hmm. right now everybody could use. Because nobody we see even at, at man's house, like he's got like fucking not even a scoop of rice left. Right. Yeah. You know, a, a little bit of rice can go a long way here. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, definitely like it's you like, yeah, fuck it. I'll do this weird thing for the Japanese. Fuck it. And we well, see like and I sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but oh, no, no. Uh, the the thing too that I like in this and what like what we're kind of getting into is you see the brotherhood of these people because he mentions he's like everybody's kind of recognizing themselves at this job site. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, yeah, the guy, the guy who runs it was into martial arts like he he loved Kung Fu. So that's why a lot of the, the martial artist guys are around here. Yeah. And uh, and then they're eating lunch. And he's like, he sees, he sees, he put the, what was that? Was that like a potato? A that they... Yeah, it was like a oh. sweet potato. It's yeah. like some kind of sweet potato, right? And he sees him put the whole thing in his pocket and just goes, and like, you can see like, like Lynn knows about it. it. So home. he breaks his potato off, gives him the other half. And he's mm -hmm. like, oh, he, he knows he won't take it if he's like, here, this is charity. And yeah. so he fucking tells him like, oh man, I'm, I'm not, there's no way I'm eating all this, bro. Like you, yeah. you're, help, you, you're helping me by eating this. And like that's how taking the other one home to his family. Right, right. And so it's just it just it just kind of shows you the strength of these people and together, like like they're they're there for each other, you know. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like when I first was going into this movie, I thought this movie was like straight up gonna be like a Hong Kong style crazy action film. Um, but there's mm -hmm. like a ton of heart and character to this film too. I Absolutely. didn't anticipate like the drama and, the, and heart to this film. I didn't anticipate like it being based around like a really uh, a real historic uh time in uh, you know, the culture and being based around a real figure in history. Like, I didn't know anything about that. So I was like, oh, this is super interesting, actually. It's like, yeah. it's got those uh, crazy kung fu fights in moments, but they're placed in, like, dramatic moments, too. So it's uh, interesting. Yeah. I think it's really good, actually. Uh, it makes the film stand out, I feel like, uh, 
like a good quality to it. Totally. Yeah. I don't know and... anything about the sequels or anything, but I know that this first one definitely. Oh, uh, you're gonna like the sequels. Like I'm interested. The sequels are good. Yeah. Uh, I've heard the. Uh... So the sheriff is here pulling people, right? He's the Japanese. Mm-hmm. He shows up with uh, what is it, uh, Sato? I can't remember yeah. what rank Sato is, but he's like he's, he's the henchman dude. He's the guy with so, the glasses. The number yeah, two so guy Colonel, who likes shooting people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Colonel Sato, he's played by a guy named Tenma Shibuya. Uh, mostly done film in Japan, China, and Hong Kong. Classically trained actor and a dancer. Actually, he does did a lot of kabuki theater over in Japan. Oh, kind of like your uh, your, your Shakespeare. If it was Shakespeare. Over here, he'd be doing like Shakespeare over in like England and like America. That's kind of okay. like the type of actor he is over over in uh, Japan. And so, is uh, this China. another one of those guys who like this was one of his first films? Then, because I it, um, it made it seem no, like the, no. a lot of the cast was like this. No, was very this is early not his film. first film, but this is one of his first films in Hong Kong and China. Got it. Got it. Okay. Because he's also a um, he's a, a type of guy who is into. Or like cultural activism and stuff like that. It's about like spreading culture across nations. Okay. And so he ended up moving over to like China, uh, like in the middle of his career in Japan. And he, since then he's been working uh, in Hong Kong and China, Chinese films. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So he, he was an experienced actor before he got over to doing this film. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, we got uh, the translator, right? the old sheriff and he's like hey anybody who wants to go and uh do kung fu with the japanese like you get a bag of rice you know like i'm i'm helping you guys out basically who you know i know y'all need it like come on let's get and and we see uh lynn kind of uh jumps to this opportunity right he's like whoa shit yeah like a chance to beat up the japanese and get a bag of rice at the same time yeah and and you can see right away, like he kind of knows something is weird here, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, mm, "I, you should, I don't think you should go, Lynn." And he's like, "Nah, it's gonna be no, you know, piece of cake. Don't worry about me." And he's like, and then like, you know, so he basically they converse, and he he's like, "I'm going." Yeah. And then before he leaves, Eat tells him he's like, "Hey, man, you know, be careful out there. Like, you know, watch yourself." It's like he can almost kind of like foresee what's happening. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. And- Lynn tells him too. I'm looking for this tin box. Uh, look around yes. if you see it. Yes, this is a very, very, very important part. Yes, Berg, thank you for reminding me of that. That is yeah, he, before he leaves. Yeah, he's like he kind of jumps up and scrambles, and he's like, you know, because this during the lunch is when he loses it. What we were talking about earlier, and he's like, my tin box, mm-hmm. and and Eep is like, oh, you know, they're kind of searching around for it, but he kind of makes a big deal about this tin box that is lost. And then he and then he brings it up again here as he's leaving to go do the fight. And he's like, uh, hey, just, you know, keep an eye out for that box. Yeah. And then we get the uh, the general, the general. Yes. Yeah. General, general Miura uh, played by Hiroyuki Ikuchi. Uh, so he is he is part Japanese. His mom is from El Salvador and oh, wow. his father's Japanese. So he does look a little bit different than the other Japanese soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually had like a lot of trouble with uh, Sammo Hung's uh, direction, and he ended up getting several concussions throughout the filming of this really? bus, uh, this film. 
I think he had like like four or five concussions during this film filming of this. Dude, he showed movie. up for to he showed up for the practice. They ran like a like a like a training set before the shoot each day. And they said he was one of the most diligent people about like showing up and going through that training class. Like, because I think he was one of the only ones that didn't he didn't have any background, I think, in uh uh kung fu or martial arts or anything at all. No. No, and he so he was yeah. like, he was, he knew that he was with, you know, Donnie Yen and these other guys who were this, you know, high martial artists. And so he's, uh, I, I'm sorry, Rob Samo, is that what that's his name? Yeah, Samo Hung. Samo Hung. So he, so he, he's talking about how, like, how diligent the, the, uh, the general was about like getting there and learning. And, hmm. you know, he talks about how patient Donnie was with him. He's like, even when I was recording with him, like, you, you know, I would do something wrong and he would, he'd like, you know, tap him and be like, no, this part, your shoulder up more. I mean, right it here. looks pretty good when he's fighting. So it looks yeah, like, he's, yeah, yeah, like he, does. he looks like a natural. I would never have guessed that he was like, he had never done any of this before. Totally. I like that M Bison sort of vibe. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of. That's a good, totally, good totally. way to put it. Yeah, he's a general. Um, and he wants to fight three men. Like at this moment, he's like, wants to challenge himself. Yeah. So he ends up fighting three men and he ends up killing Lynn. Lynn's one of them. Because oh, Lynn that's right. He said because he says, like, even if they lose, they can still get a bag of rice. So Lynn's because like, fuck it, it's a win-win. Prior to this, though, they see Master Lou because uh uh-huh. they hadn't yeah, seen him. He's he, cleaning up here. Yeah, he 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 beats the dog shit out of this guy, gets a bag of rice. You know, he kind of he has the pleasantries with the with the Japanese and the interpreter. And mm-hmm. then as he's walking out. He sees all the guys there and they're like, oh, Master Lou, Master Lou. And he's walking by and he's like, uh, beat them all, boys, beat them all. And he just like walks out. You know what I mean? Like, it's like very this like, you know, it's 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 good. Like we need the rice, but also the more Japanese guys that you can beat up in there, the more that we, you know, you got to keep wounding them this way. Exactly. And it's uh, and then, yeah, then the three, then the, the three come out. General kills Lin. Ugh, yeah, he fucking stuff. crushes them. Yeah, and Linton just wouldn't stay down, dude. He just kept fucking yeah. getting up, and it was and like the other guys are like, "Bro, you're coughing up blood. What are you just?" It's a cool death down. scene though, because it's very unceremonious. Like, so like a rocky like, the way he falls back. With, uh, Paulo Creed and uh, um, uh, yeah. Ivan Drago. It's just like, he would not stay down. Mm-hmm. Throw the towel. That brings me to something that I do really like about this film too. It's the setting and like the time frame and that like that it takes place in like Japan, like. Japan occupying China, adding to the complexity of the setting. Like, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting, uh, t- like time and uh, setting to place this film in. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. Adds to the depth of, the, I think, the storytelling in a good bit. Yeah. The setting itself is cult- like a character in this film. Yeah, in Asian culture is very prideful. Um, you know, I I'm married to an Asian, and yeah. you know, it's, as far spoiler as like, you know, China- yeah, spoil spoiler alert. Um. <laughs> But no, like, you know, Chinese culture, they're very they're very prideful of their culture. Japan, especially Japan, especially at this yeah. time, they 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 were, you know, for a lack of better terms, like, you know, they they were essentially like the Nazis of this time. Like they were they felt that they were the superior race of Asians. And so they were trying to make a superior Asian race uh, in the in the, the 30s and 40s. And they that's why they were coming over and trying to conquer and um subjugate these people because like well you know we're japanese we're better than them hmm. and they took they had taken over korea as well but yeah you know, you know, and now as time has gone on you know but koreans are very prideful the the 
current Japan is very prideful. China is prideful. Everyone's very, very proud of their culture and they want to, they, they live that out. And so having it like in this time period where there was so much strife within all these Asian countries mm-hmm. makes it, you know, it kind of gives it like an extra um, flair to it. Like it's like, oh, it, it yeah. has an extra punch to it. Because we already yeah. saw like the divide before the Japanese came in of the North and the South. Of... Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Like even, even within China at this mm-hmm. point, like, yeah, it, there, there is that pride, like, you know, between towns, like, oh, Foshan and like all these other towns, like, no, we're martial artists too. Like we're we're you know we're not less than Boshan. Yeah, Boshan yeah. in particular, it seems that. Yeah. So and if, the general is like he's kind of out to prove that like Japanese kung fu is better. Is better. Mm-hmm. So he's you know that's he's fighting all these people and he's wanting to see all the 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 uh, martial artists masters of this area because that's what. Uh, you know that's what's important to him. He's like you know he yeah master Lu's like cleaning up. So it seems like at that moment, Master Lu might be like the most formidable guy. Right. Maybe. Right. Um, there's the uh, if the next day he finds the the 10 box the, mm-hmm. that Lin lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's the kite. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was kind of I was like, oh, shit, it's the kite. I was kind of touching. But the next day, uh, Lee comes back and to recruit more people. And if questions him on Lin's whereabouts and yeah. he, he like kind of stonewalls him. And so that's when if decides like fuck it, I'm joining the fights. I, I'm going to find out firsthand what happened. Yeah. And Master Lu's cleaning up in the next fight again, and he asks like, "I'll fight three people." I guess yep. he got maybe you know from the general. He's like, "Fuck it, I'll fight three people." And Filling himself, I can, right. I can beat three get, people. Get three also. bags of rice. Like y'all get some extra food today. Yeah, but he can't. He loses. He loses that fight, uh-huh. and he, when he loses, he takes the bag of rice and then instantly he's shot. And I thought it was like the general. I thought it was on the general's command, but it wasn't. No, no. It was Sato is like, what the? He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, because there, there is like some animosity between General Miura and Colonel mm-hmm. Sato. He's yeah. like, because I don't think that Miura well, has Sato. like, they have different belief systems, sort of. Much, yeah. very much so. Yeah, you know, and like, there's a more of an honor system to the honorableness to um the general. Even though he's the villain, yeah. you know, of the movie, because right. he even says like, no, this is a place for tournament, not for exactly gunfire. like, yeah. You know, and then, I love how he like you can just see how much he's killed he has people over there. him. Right. Like I might kill people on the fucking floor with my right. martial arts, but that's what we're here for. Right. We're not here to shoot at people like that's. Yeah. Fun. And, and this is like when that happens, we it man sees this. And he's like, what the fuck? It's like, yeah. I want to be I want to kill all he of these people. Dude, livid. this I still get chills and goosebumps to this, like just even thinking about this scene. Like this, to me, like this is one of the best scenes in the movie. And it's not even close. You see Lou go down and mm-hmm. you see him. He lands on his rice and he's bleeding all over the rice and he's out there. And Eep is just like so fired up about like this is like awoken just this fucking animosity in him you know the fire and he and he he's 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 like why why did he shoot him why did he shoot him and then you know the general and Sato go through this thing and then he comes down and he's like me I'm going me I'm going and so they they let him in mm-hmm. and he he's uh he says tell him I fucking want ten give me ten. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, uh, what, t- what? Like, and then he, he's like, tell him I want fucking 10 of them. And so he tells the gen, like the general's kind of got his back to everything. Right. Not really paying attention. And he's like, he says he wants 10. And he's like, he's like, he turns around. He's like, Oh, 10. 10. And it's like, it's just like, 
And so he's like, uh, Sato, call, you know, units three, five, seven, get out there. And you just see him go, like, go to work. Like, yeah, he just, insane. he's not holding like John back Wick. at all. Dude, he goes fucking off. Like, he Freaking snaps arms, that dude's leg, leg fucking all the way oh, up to his yeah. head. Like, the arm, yeah. the, like, watching him throw people, like, grabbing Throwing them by the dude, chin yeah. and just ripping them over his fucking body. Like, and, like, Gatling gun punch these people to death. That was, like, it was great. Mm. Yeah, dude. The, yeah, the, dude. He takes that one dude's face like upside down. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah right yeah. in his face. Like, dude, and mean, it's is he gonna stop. <laughs> it's so it's so powerful because it it show. And I I think like what what really makes the scene is at this point. So he just fucked up the Japanese, all ten of them. I think it's safe to assume that some of them may have died in that fight. At the very oh, yeah. least, some of them are They're fucking falling away. Yeah. So he did some serious damage. So yeah. now all of a sudden everybody surrounds him and everybody's ready to come at him. And the general comes down. He throws the rice. Yeah. And then you see him like they start fucking, you know, yucking the rice. Just you see bags, two guys, two at a time. And you see just the mound of rice. And um, the translator here. Here's where we get the sheriff, right? The sheriff, he's become the translator. And he's not being completely honest in all of no. his translations. Right. Like he's, he's saving his ass, by the way. Yeah, yes, uh, I think so. Uh, I think I, I still think he should have fucking told him. I love what Ip says, though. This is when Ip's like, you want to see my style, you know, yeah. right? Or whatever, then I'll show it to you. Yeah. Right? Or is that later? No, I think that's later. It. I think that's when he comes no, home later. Yeah. Because, so this is the part is where he, he tells him, this isn't about the fucking rice. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want He the tells rice. him, he's like, I because they, and then he goes, he's like, oh, take your rice. And he's like, this isn't about the fucking rice. And he turns around to leave. And then, like, like that's when he t- I, he tells the 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 translator, right? He's like, "Tell him this is not. I'm. This is. I did this for Master Lou. That's why." Yeah, I did so he this. takes only Lou's rice, right? So he walks away, and he tells him something else. He tells him like, "Oh, he'll yeah, he'll he'll be back again, boss. You got it." Yeah, yeah. And so and he brings and the rice he, to his family. Right. He picks up the rice. Did he have to bring it. the bloody rice back? Like, couldn't he yeah, have just the clean know. bag? You know, like, yeah, he's dead. And by the way, here are his brains on the rice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might be able to soak some of that out. Don't eat it. Yeah. I think he could eat. He'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know. I, I get it, though. Like, he's like, yo, he died over this rice, and like, I'm bringing it to you. Right. This is like, he uh-huh. gave his life for this, right? Yeah. So you guys deserve this. But yeah, it's touching. And it shows who, it shows who our character is, who exactly who is, you know? He's a man. Uh, he's got morals. He's got complexities. Uh, you know, he's kind. Uh, he's very strong, but also quiet. You know what I mean? He's like, uh, he's like, uh, he's the most interesting man in the world. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, I think sure. that that scene specifically is the most important in the movie. It just shows you. It really ties everything together with who he is, what he's about. And then he bitches out uh, Lee the next scene too. Oh, like, dude, yeah, he, he fucking slaps, slaps him. him. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you, because I think crazy. Rob, I I know you're you're saying that he, he, uh, the character does go through a good arc and a yeah. transformation, but I don't I, at this point. I don't think it's necessarily he hasn't been the greatest guy. No, he hasn't. I don't think that no, he, he had it in his back pocket not. like he was trying to be. It seems like, like he's just, straddling a line. Yeah, he's get... he's not quite a villain, but he's definitely not with the people. He's mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, I, and I think agree. it's Eat Man that fucking sparks that transformation in this scene when yeah. he fucking slaps him and calls him a traitor. And he's like, you should be ashamed of yourself to your fucking yeah. race, what you're doing. Like you're a yeah. fucking disgrace. And- 
Yeah, I agree with you. This is the scene that changes him. Is like it, it makes him into a redeemable character. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. But it sets him on that course, definitely. I didn't even think about that during the scene, but that's a good point. That that's when his character sort of does go that way. And then yeah. later on, he really comes in clutch by like he Huge. you know puts up he puts uh Ip Man and his family up for a while. Speaking of the family, there's a moment here after this where Ip Man has a moment with his wife, and he shows tears and he speaks on feeling useless he's like yeah. i felt use i've learned what it feels like to feel useless today like yeah and he's tearing up and i just felt like she reassures him too in this mm. moment and that she, she she's like such a good woman to oh, him yeah. um and i just kind of love this little small moment here for them and it shows like yeah he's this big dude but like this is his lady and he's like breaking down like i feel i don't know like i know how to kick and punch people and like that can't solve everything and like i can't right. do it i can't like help. they're in they're in the middle of a war you know what yeah. i mean like he's like he's like yeah like I'm yeah and and it's wild too because I I feel like in the movie you don't really see e- there's almost no emotion really like for for most he's very like a calm like mm-hmm. you know maybe some light laughter here or there but he's he 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 doesn't emote a lot and it's not it's like there's only a couple of times where he really kind of like lets loose and I, I feel like it's right after that after Master Master Lou's death and then again like you're talking about here with his wife. Like, you know, like the the thought of him crying, like you haven't seen him. He's been pretty stoic this whole time. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, she comes in to 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 deal with his wounds. Right. Like she brings like the ointment for his hand because yeah, he comes home and she can see like he has the rice and his hand like his shit is cut. No, he doesn't have the rice. He just brings a potato home. Oh, that's sorry. Yeah. The potato. That's right. Yeah, because he chose not to bring. It. He should have brought home some rice, but he chose not to. Because I like I love him. that for the character. Yeah. Like, I love that. You know, and he just brought home the potato because that he yep. earned. Yep. And then and then that's yeah, like you're talking about, you know, she she comes down and he gives her the speech and then she she puts the ointment on his hands. And it's kind of like this solidifying moment of like we're it, it nothing else matters. You know, yeah. I think I think there's even a he quote. Says he that. says something along the line where it's like, as long as it's me, you and Shun, like yep. that's all we like. That's that's it. This, this is unit this, right here. Yep. We'll make it work. Which is yeah, touching. Very much. For sure. And that kind of gravitates. I think that centers um, uh, if for the rest of the film as well. Yes. Because you know I mean? he feels a little lost right here. Yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. He just saw totally, a, best, yeah. like, well, a good friend of his die. Yeah. He's realizing he can't do anything uh, really to like uh, for the it's war. It's weird his relationship with Lou too. Because it's like they had a respectable relationship. But they weren't necessarily like the best of buds. But like. Right. I felt like there was this mutual respect. You get that with a lot of these characters, actually. Absolutely. Because at this point now, they're being occupied by Japan. So, like, they all feel... Even the uh, outer towners are a little bit... I don't know. I guess maybe they see an opportunity, though, to make money and stuff. Because they're hitting the transport trucks. Uh, well, so, yeah. So, here's where this. we get, like, where we have um, uh, uh, Jin uh, and, like, the little brother. You know, find with Yun, Ben. Yeah, he's with the... Out of town. He's with yeah, he's with the out of towners and like you know they're uh they're kind of like thought they were like, hitting you know, up Japanese transport trucks. I was like cool, no. it was like a little rebel thing. No, they're just that. This was the Mar- the uh, Quinn's fucking yeah. fabric well, truck. They're equal opportunists. They're just hitting yeah. up like whatever they can hit up uh-huh. and to make money and, and like, trying to, to sell survive. it back to the people that they stole it from. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up to be honest. And Jin, if anything, other than the Japanese, like Jin is kind of the villain of the film. 
A little bit, yeah. I mean, he's like a real pushy, sort of fucking stubborn dude. There's a there's a deleted scene that I want to get into the, the later when we talk about with Jen that I think would like that I, it's 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 I, I don't know it. why it wasn't cut out it or why it was cut out it doesn't make much sense to me, but um yeah because this is before they all go this is so they they jack the truck right yeah and then they, and they show up and they're like hey we're gonna sell it back to you and they start fucking just slapping people around. And yeah. then this is kind of like what, when we alluded to earlier with with him, with his with his, you know, who he calls his brother, he's he he starts punching him. He's like, I ain't, we have no money. And he's like, oh, you got money. And he just keeps mm-hmm. beating the fuck out of him. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Dog. We, don't, we don't got money. Yeah. He slaps the kid around. And then the and, kid runs uh, off to uh, Ip. Right. And then this is where this is, I think, where you really find out like, they, yeah, yeah, he was the Quan was just a businessman. Like he didn't he had no he had no he was there to run that cotton, that cotton uh, mill mill. And uh, and that was and that was, you know, that was that was the that's what he does. Well, that's his martial arts. Like, you know, what yeah. I mean? So there was a deleted scene somewhere in there. Yeah, it's later. So because because uh, at one point the Japanese are looking for eat, right? Right. Yeah. I know and, rem- that. and and remember, there's there's a point where it's like uh, the sheriff. This, this is jumping ahead a little bit. But then the sheriff runs to the family and is like, hey, uh, hey, they know you're at the they know that you've been at the cotton mill. Like, you know, you need to get out of here. Well, okay. this, so they're seeing right before that that is cut out. It's Jin is at the general's office and Jin is the one who tells the general where Eep is. Because he's the one who's like, hey, he's at he's at the cotton mill. Uh, I know because, you know, I've been robbing him and I was there and he taught everyone Wing Chun and they beat us all. And so oh, what a fucking dick. So Jin is the one who tells the general where Eep is. Hmm. And and then furthermore, like they're they're having the weird translation thing. Right. Because uh, the uh, the sheriff guy, he's trying to not he's he's trying not to tell. You know, the the general and the colonel don't speak Chinese. Right. Right. And right. So right, he, yeah. he's like uh, he's like, it's a weird dialect. I don't know what he's saying. Like, I, I don't I don't I, I can't I can't understand him. So they start beating the shit out of him and then he takes off. And then so it's just the general and Jin at this point, And they're looking at each other and he's like, uh, you know, he hands him a piece of paper and he writes shit down. And then it's like, oh, OK, so he knows where Eatman is and they know to go there. And then Jen is like, huh, you know what I mean? A little. That's a little later, later. No, this is a deleted scene. This is, uh, this is, that's a, so this is. I mean, the whole, um, oh, the, yeah, I got man, that makes, that makes Jen into an even bigger dickhead. Well, and what I want, and the, I I wanted to bring it up later because I wanted to ask you guys what it like, what was your thought process with with the general finding out like uh, where he was? Like, how did you think he got that information? Because as soon as I saw the scene and it was Jen telling him, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. And prior to that, I didn't even think about, like, who was the person who who basically ratted him. I assumed that it was maybe someone from either the like the coal, the the coal mine Mm -hmm. or maybe even like, you know, the uh, the former police officer that uh, Lee that had maybe like kind of like broke under, you know, some sort of like questioning of like where this guy is. Like he must've, he, I know he's sometimes at the cotton mill. He knows, you know, this person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get the moment or, where or, after or, Quinn or, getting beat. 
or it does because we do have like the whole thing with uh man training like the cotton that's what i'm saying we're skipping that yeah 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 Yeah, so uh, you know what to be honest actually now that i think about it it had to have been that's how because there's that big fight at the cotton mill i feel like at that point the general found out like something's going on here and that's when they or or yeah or if that's how i thought about it at least yeah see that that makes sense but I was like, why would you take that out? Like that makes it that makes it so big. Well, and then yeah. in the end, Jin gets shot because he's wa- the general walks out the door and he's like, yo, where's my fucking money? I told uh, you what you wanted to know. And they like, fucking fuck shoot you. Jin and kill him. Oh, and shit. then it cuts to the next scene. And then well, it's, Jin, that's the so end of the, the guy who scene. played Jin. He's in the and that makes general. I don't know. I was going to say right. it martyrs are him a little bit, but yeah, because Jin uh, Jin Maybe comes not. in the second one as well. He he uh, is a, you know, I think it's the same character. So I think. I think partly, like, you know, because this is a deleted scene, mm, and right. it just makes sense, like, I, maybe it was because it was such a big commotion that the Japanese were aware of what was going on, and they just kind of like, That's well, what what's I going on is. here? Yeah, That makes yeah. sense. And then yeah, they yeah, were yeah. like, we came in, yeah, we need to know what's going because on Because martial arts had been outlawed, and yet there's this big, like, kind of, like, Brawl. fight that breaks out. I like in that scene, too. The, the people fighting. The way yeah. and like children, the even the ladies. montage of him teaching him, like him going through it, and then like them going yeah, the montage, his sons there training too. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. The yeah. music's Love really that. good. It's like uplifting. Totally. Yeah. Or drum music. This is um, one of but the. But yeah, the people want him to teach him. Quinn says, uh, "I only know business. You can right. protect them." He says, and I like this moment. He says, "In peaceful times, it's okay. You refuse to teach." Right. Like he understands that. But in these bad times, shouldn't you do something? And I, it reminded me of where great power comes great responsibility. Like, dude. And oh, it, and- dude, that's a that's a great take, Heidelberg. Yeah. Like, I, I like get that. it. During the quiet times, you didn't want to teach. You know what I mean? Anybody right. knew. And I understand that now. But now the people need to learn. Like, it should, yeah. And you yeah. have and the he, power. He hears this. Something about it. Right. He hears this right after that, after that scene that we like, essentially now we're picking up right back where we left off. Right. Like this is yeah. where this is right after the wife heals his hands and he goes and the, and then all this happens and he finds out. Right. And and, and so I feel like it hits him at a moment where he, he needed to hear it the most because mm-hmm. he was just, you know, just talking to his wife about how, like, I don't know what I don't I'm know useless. what to do. Like, I can't do anything. Yeah. And, and then it's it. like. And then he and then he kind of, you know, gets brought into this situation. And that quote, like you said, it's perfect. And it's like he's like, you know what? Yeah, this yeah, is he decides. I oh, fuck it. I'll teach. I'll agree to teach them. And then we get the training montage rising up yeah. out on the street. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. Yeah, I love this uh, moment. I think it's cool. It's uplifting. What? When they're like going through their day and they're just like, like, the, the like at one point, you know, he's writing and then he's just like the 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 kid who calls him uncle and he's like fuck and he like flips ink all over the guy that's like sitting across from him and he's just like oh, <laughs> and it's like like as they're like washing clothes they're like like they're just like randomly breaking into fights like there's a guy who's yeah. like pushing a cart and the chick like just turns around and they just start fucking going at it. <laughs> it's funny but yeah he trains them pretty good and then we get the general's right hand man uh at this point he beats lee uh he beats him up pretty bad because he's he's an angry little fella, uh, I guess because they think like Lee knows more than uh, than he lets on. Oh, because Eep hasn't been back, and the yeah. general asks, right? He's like, "Why yeah. hasn't he been back? Where is he?" Mm. And he tells and then, him, he's like, "It's a big place, bro." And he's like, uh, "Oh, what what is that line?" He says, "He's like, uh, 
he can't be, he should be easy to dig out or something like that. And he's like, it's a big place, man. <laughs> like, what do you yeah. Want and to- then we get him playing hide and seek with his kids, with the kids and stuff, which is cool. Kind of cool that it kind of like plays off. Like, yeah. They're looking and for him and then he's playing hide and seek. Like this really fucked up scene. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, so, a, yeah, it's very powerful. Wife- yeah, Colonel Sada was like kind of—he's a fucked up, he's like a sadistic little evil bitch, bastard. right? Yeah, fuck. Which means, hey, that means he did his job well, right? I mean, he yeah, fucking. Yeah. But this moment too, when he's got the gun aimed yeah. at the kid. Yep. And they're like pretend bang, shooting bang, at each other. Bang bang, yeah. bang bang bang, and he's got the real gun, and I'm just like, and then it man's like, yo, what the fuck, bro? And then yeah. his wife comes out, and this little bastard goes towards her, like, oh, she's real pretty. Yeah, he's like, ooh, she's pretty. And that's and when it's like, nah, nah, Whoa. bro. <laughs> Watch this, bro. <laughs> So why that scene is so so much more like kind of tense than it really should be because the Japanese at this time they used rape as a like uh, a weapon of war uh, because I mean they they ravaged uh, Korea and China at this time they they raped a ton of women throughout this time and well, and I think that's pretty that was what was pretty heavily implied right there right like yeah. He's he's coming up towards her and the other guys are with him. He's like, yeah, I think I'll just have that. And it's so I, I yeah, I totally that I, I think that that's uh I think the film it definitely is, applied here. It's not shown, thank God, right? Uh, right. You know, because it man like kind of steps in and fucks him up. But oh, he fucking beats the dog shit out of those motherfuckers, dude. Yeah, but that's but that's kind of the idea of what was gonna happen. Right. Right. Yeah, dude. I I love he's he smashes him and smashes his face into the into the concrete wall, buries that other guy under the steps, flips him over. Uh I think he breaks that other dude's arm. And then yeah. uh, it's like all this kind of happens in the heat of the moment, right? I think it's pretty safe to to say I think all of us would would, would do something similar in that situation. Like when you yeah, your 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 kid is being threatened and men are coming after your wife. Your, like like, your, your son and your wife are being threatened. Fuck you're going people. you're going into beast mode, right? And it's like he doesn't yeah. think about the fact that like this is a colonel. This is the you know the translator is my friend or or the translator is this guy who is you know knows me knows my family knows everything knows the area like it, it, none of that like that's just gone so he's just seeing red he just fucking puts these guys down and then this is kind of where we start to see the this is this is the big kickoff of the redemption story for the translator right like because he he immediately tells him he's like go get your wife get your stuff you got we got it we need to leave now we need to go. Yeah, and I, and I like how like uh, Lee like fucking like kicks the shit out of that guy's knee and breaks yeah. it, starts stomping him. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was like finally his chance to, you know what I mean? It was like before he's always uh-huh. been like kind of like this beaten dog, and now it's like he receives a beating. The next, yeah. the next scene we see from the same dude who doesn't know that he's the one that fucked up his leg, right? Yeah, but, yeah, and like Lee takes the beating, and then also like we see he puts. He puts Ip and his family up in his own house. We see him come home. Right. And then go to this back door and like open this back door open. And then there's a room there where like Ip and his family are. And like, then you realize like, oh shit, like, uh, you know, our guy leaves like really in it to, you know, he's die hard. Well, even, uh, even before, like you, you see how, like you see what he's going with, with his own family. Like he comes in and he's like, brother, you know, throws him some food and you see this guy on. Oh yeah, he brings the food home. So there's a lot of yeah, and his his, like, his, his brother's like shoulder. missing a leg. He's yeah. giving the money to his mom. He's yeah. like, yeah, you know he's taking I mean? care of business, man. There's a lot yeah. on his shoulders, right? So yeah, we definitely get to see that glimpse. And then on top of that, he's got if 
he's putting up in his like he doesn't have to do any of that. You know what I mean? Right. He's got a lot to think about. So yeah, we see that there's like a lot to his character too, which I do like. I like that. Because I kind of pegged him a certain way, honestly, at this point. Exactly. This point. Exactly. I think everyone did. Because like, like a Weasley like, kind of guy. Asshole. Which he sort of <laughs> was in mo- there were moments where he was an asshole. But exactly. I mean, like you said, we think that slap was sort of the catalyst of like, yo, wake up, man. There's more going on around you and it's not just about you. Right. And your things too. You know what I mean? Like you need to think about the bigger picture, like beyond yourself. Uh and we see that that's if and if doesn't have a problem doing that, except he's just reluctant to train people and do, you know. Yeah. Again, but then I don't know. This whole thing kicks off. Finally, we uh we see that Jim uh a gin shows up back at the the cotton mill, and then we see that the people who work there they defend themselves yeah. based on what they learned from Master It. And this there's, there's like some little like portly women fucking busting ass. I see. Yeah. And they're taking, <laughs> taking too, like, shots to the, the face. Yeah, face. bro. Yeah. Getting housed too. And then Ip shows up, and Ip starts housing everyone. Yes. And that's, yeah. I think, where word became like, oh, shit, shit went down at the... That's where he yeah. he's there. Who else could have done this much damage but it, man, right. you know? This is I another think... one of the scenes, I think, that is, like, super important to me in the film, too, because this is, like, you know, he you see uh, Yun at this point, and he doesn't know what's happened to his brother. Yeah. And, he's uh, there with Jin's men. You know, it's just... It's a scene that you know, like I tear up even just thinking about it. Like just, you know, he he. So essentially, Eep has the box or the tin box that was lost, and he as as they're leaving, he goes up to him and he's like, you know, he calls out to him and he brings him back over and he's like, hey this man. Is after he's kicked all their asses, right? This is after including everybody's the kid who got involved out. and he shook his head like, don't get involved. This is when Ip's got the long bamboo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he bailed him. He was trying to bail him out of that situation. Yeah, he was exactly. Like, no, okay, like, don't, don't get, do it. I will hit you in the head with this fucking thing. Do not do it. Because Jin, uh, we get that moment too where Jin sort of, we get a moment of character too with Jin where Jin's like talking about how he's never going to go hungry again, that he's oh, yeah. been hungry before and he's never going to. So we see kind of like what drives him. What he's exactly. Do. So it's it's hard because it's like, it's like you, like I also understand that aspect. You know what I mean? Of mm-hmm. like, uh, where it's like, this is a time of war and yeah, I'm, I'm, I will, I will not be hungry again. So, I mean, like you, you, I definitely get that, like, you know, survival mode has kicked in for this guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're saying with the kid, uh, and he gives him the 10. Yeah. The bot, yeah. you know, and it's like, we don't, at this point we haven't seen what's in there. We don't know what it is. Yeah. Rob said earlier it was the Kai, but we, honestly, yeah, it's not revealed yet. until this. yeah, month. you, at, at this point you don't know. And so mm-hmm. he tells him like, Hey, you know, your brother and he mentions his brother and he fucking, you know, he smacks the smacks the tin box out of his hand. And he's like, I don't yeah. don't fucking mention him to me. And then he 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 pulls it out and he's like, he 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 tells him that he ends up dying. He ended up dying, you know, fighting. And yeah, then he gives down. him he gives him the tin and he opens it up and it's the kite that's in there. And yeah, uh, yeah dude, that one. That one, That's that was such a like such an important part of the film, I thought, like it's. It spoke to the character of him and it just like uh, and then you see it's like this brother's love, you know what I mean? And then you see him break down and uh, the line that he says to him is, I oh, shit, I can't remember exactly what it is, but he he's like something along the lines of like nobody is irredeemable or something like that. Like, uh, shit, I really wish I wrote that down. Uh, but but he, he tells him like you, you always have a choice. You know what I mean? You always you don't because he tells him like I have to do this now. Like this is what I have to do. And and then that's, you know, gives him the box and he's like, you don't have to do anything. You have a choice. 
And then you see him, you know, he breaks down and he's crying, missing his brother and, you know, reflecting on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's yeah, just, it's, just uh, another person really that he's out there helping. You know what I mean? Yeah, big, big, that was a really touching scene. Very much. Very much. Yeah. I like it a lot. And Lee warns him too, like um, he says to stay away from the uh, the general knows that he was at the cotton mill. So Lee gives him like a warning about that too, like not to go back there. And I love, yeah, I do love the kite. I love that the kite was it was what was in there, and that what his brother held on to. Yeah, you know, like I got to get my brother back his kite. If I ever see him again, I'm going to give him his kite. I know how because much- he had mentioned that he was like, I just want to find him so I can say I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what yeah, I mean? they left That's on it. bad terms, right? Yeah, which I and totally it was a understand. Sign of his innocence too, like it was just about like you know right. he was just a free, uh, free form guy that was just flying a kite, and yeah, this he was is like, like a free of, spirit. Yeah, he's this is just like hey, you know I'm sorry, and I saved your kite because I love I love who you are. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, then the general goes to the mill, rounds up the workers, beats on Quinn for Ip's location. And uh, Quinn's taking the beating, but then Ip shows up and the general wants him to surrender and teach his troops Chinese Kung Fu, which is sort of like him saying, like, all right, I think your Kung Fu is the best. Yeah. Yeah. But he won't admit that. But yeah, he wants to teach his troops the Kung Fu. And that's when Ip says, I won't teach the Japanese. You want to see me fight? I'll fight with you. Or whatever. So badass. Mm hmm. You know, and the music swells there, too. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Or the music. I like the score here. And the general says to take him away. And it tells Quan to uh, take his family out to of of Foshan. Yeah, make like, make sure they're yeah, safe. Get them out of here. So I kind of like that moment of like save my my wife and child. You know. Yeah. And the generals, um, Sato like warns him about fighting Ip about just like why don't we just kill him? You know what I mean? We got him. Just shoot him with a fucking gun. He's done. But like you said, there's like this level of respect for the general that he holds for Ip, sort of. Oh yeah. Uh, but Ip doesn't necessarily return it. Yeah. And understandably so, because He's an why, why, why would he? Right. It's, like I said, the general has... He, I, I don't see the general as necessarily like a bad guy, per se. I think he's one he's of those guys guy either, who's but... like, hey, the Japanese have put him in this position, and mm-hmm. he's like, hey, you're gonna... You're, you are the leader over this section of, like, Manchuria, and you do deal with it. And the general's and, into martial arts, so, like, yeah, it's like, like fuck yeah, like, yeah, and because he knows he's probably heard the reputation of Boshan. Say, mm-hmm. like, oh well, they're into martial arts. I'm from Japan. We're into martial arts. Let's see who's is better, and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of his whole goal there. Yeah. Whereas Colonel Sato is more of like the kind of sadistic, you know, bastard of he's the group. A piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, General Miura has his. Um, He's not necessarily a good guy per se because he did beat the shit out of uh, um, uh, what's his face um, Lee. Yeah, yeah. at a Lee, uh, at a Lin. But I don't necessarily say I wouldn't say he's an. Yeah, but Lin could have stayed down. Yeah, exactly. Lin Lin yeah. continued to come. He didn't at kill him. the other guys. You know what I mean? Right. He I, Lin I think Lin that whole fucking... situation. Is, it, it was a it was a pride versus pride battle. Yeah, and Mura's pride. One out over Lynn, uh, mm-hmm. Lynn Pride, you yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely, but it's I don't not think Lynn's movie he would, either because <laughs> he would not have, I don't think he would have killed Lynn. No, no, he wouldn't have he stayed down, he would right. have fucking given him a bag of rice, yeah, yep. and he would have given him a bag of rice, you're right, 
Yeah. Whereas Tonto didn't, he just fuck these people. I don't care. They're, they're not people. They're animals. Right. Yeah. I, li- I like that thought process, Rob, where it definitely seems like the general isn't necessarily bought into the war, uh, the political side of it. Right. He's a man doing a job and you know, he's, he's, he's got pride. So he's going to do like his, his post well. now, now that they've invaded, he's yeah. supposed to just keep this one spot, you know? Right. Whereas it, it seems like with Sato, he is very much bought into the mind of the war. And he is like, yeah, we are better than these people. And I am here to execute. He's like that people. Nazi element that you mentioned. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and we, we talked about this in the Big Red One. It's the same thing with like that one soldier who uh, when we we saw the ja- the German soldiers, we mm-hmm. had that one guy was like, oh, you're such a big like, you know, uh, Hitler follower. And he's like, you know, who who gives a shit anymore? And yeah, like other guy human being. Him. It's, it's kind of that same idea. Like Colonel Sato is like that, yeah. uh, that soldier, that German soldier who's like, you're not for Hitler. Blam. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of that same ideal. Yeah, totally. So we see, we clip to, um, Ip's wife. She's with Gwen, um, Quinn at this moment. She's, they're leaving Foshan and she's crying. And this is where she says that she regrets giving him shit about mm-hmm. his training because now it may be like all he has to save himself you know right yeah and it all boils down to the kind of like what he's and good she at. wants to you know she's begging to go back because you can see they're tied up the the wife and the son are tied up at this point mm-hmm. and Quan is like dragging him out like no nope, yeah i gotta go i gotta get but you i guess he talked she talks him into turning uh the car oh on. totally because you, you know she's like i this might be the only chance i have to watch my husband compete and to share and to let him know that I support what mm-hmm. he does. Yeah. You know, kind of tugging on the heartstrings of Quan. And oh, like, dude, that scene is so, like, heartbreaking too. Later? Yeah. It's and just like, you know, and he just gets shot. <laughs> but just, I mean, but just seeing like, his wife, like, kind of break down like that, that mm-hmm. that was heartbreaking too. Cause yeah, she, yeah, of course. Like, of yeah. Course. It was a good bit of acting. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. great. It's hard, it's hard to believe that that chick has never acted before movie yeah and, and i also excuse like a lot of asian acting because sometimes um like some of the style is to be over the top a little bit with some of the drama um sometimes and so like it'll seem a little different to an american audience you know what i mean right sure sure yeah totally so but uh, her like wailing in the car i thought it was like really good and, like i believed yeah. it like yeah she's yeah. trying to sing around I, I need to i don't care if it's dangerous like and what he told you like we need to go support him like he's all alone right now yeah Doing his thing, and we need to be there for him. As far as this movie goes, that's probably why it man survived. Oh yeah, without his family, he wouldn't have survived. Yeah. So him and the general fight in the town square. They queue it up. Oh, dude, it's such a good fight. And it's not for bragging rights, right? It's like for the honor of their countries, almost. It's in this. Dude, yeah. And and this is like this is the part like I was talking about, like like at the at the beginning, like it's just he's just. Like that shit, like it just it like lights a fire inside me to like see somebody who is like that. That is just like these are Fighting my people, and I am here yeah. to take care of them with my bare motherfucking hands. Like mm-hmm. that's like it's just I, I don't know, dude. And it just does something to me. It's just like it's so awesome. Um, Their fight's really good too. And then is it? Does it? I can't. Re- I can't remember. Is it people in the crowd that are like? Because uh, he's like, this is just a fair. This is a fair demonstration of Japanese art. Sato says, "I'm going to shoot him if he." If he right, that's what he tells. Him. That's what he tells the the that's translator. What, that's what Sato says. Translator sees him too, like tickling his pistol a little. Right. Bit. 
But the, I, 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 I thought I remember the crowd being like, uh, like they're like breaking the the translators' balls, right? They're just like, like, oh yeah, right, like a fair fight, like we're gonna get a fair fight here, like that guy's such a dirtbag, like supporting the Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this well, is like I mean, the, the crowd Taco around. Him. The only one who is like playing dirty pool. Everyone else is playing it fair. Like General Miura, like he's just like, I just want to see who's the best. Yeah, and, yeah. and if I definitely Rob. I think he, possibly this movie, the way they're playing pool, maybe pool hole junkies sort of set the stage for this movie. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, I think you're right. Dramatic archaeology with the pool game, and then oh my god, that. yeah, they saw that overseas, and they were definitely like, man, we should work that into it, man. Probably like it's like pool. I mean, yeah, because pool hole junkies, like, I mean, that's, that's cinematic that archaeology, guys. cinematic archaeology or archaeologist <laughs> movie because it, it it has affected every other film since right. then. They sat around and said, "Hey, what was that classic movie called?" Uh, instant classic, I believe. Instant classic, pool hall junk, pool hall junk. That's right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, oh I didn't God, mean to interrupt. I just when you said pool, I instantly thought like pool hall junkies. I'm like, oh no, he's gonna make a connection somehow from that to no. This. I'm, not, I'm saying dirty pool. Like you know, it's it's kind of like you're you're they're they're. Uh, the, only only Colonel Sato is playing dirty pool. He's the one yeah. that's kind of trying to fuck things up. Right. Whereas like, well, yeah, the general's is sort of straight up. He yeah. is straight up. It's like, hey, whoever's better is better. It doesn't the, matter. The journal and the colonel get into it because he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is not a good idea. You shouldn't fight this guy. Like, this is dumb. Just kill him and be over it. They're like, what if he bests you? Yeah, and he's like, what if he... And then that's when the general, he's like, if I just kill him, the man challenged me, challenged my honor and my karate. If I just turn around and kill that man, that is the same as admitting defeat and being beaten. Like, I exactly. have to fight this man now. And, and that's, that's, I what think, what kind of lights that fire under Sato to to be like, all right, well, we need to make sure we don't fucking lose then. And that's when he starts, you know, doing the dirty shit. Yeah, yeah. That's not even really with the general's consent. It's like he's doing that shit on his own, right? Right, completely. Yeah, he's looking out for Japan. Exactly. Colonel Sato is bought into Imperial Japan. That's his only goal. It's like by like if he has to shoot a guy or like rape a woman or whatever he has to do, he's he's all in on Imperial Japan. Where General Miura doesn't seem like that type of person. He's just like more of like, I'm doing a job. And there's like the I, I'm in this region where martial arts is very important. Yeah, he's keeping himself entertained for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's keeping himself entertained, but I don't think he's a I wouldn't necessarily say he's like an evil guy. He's just no, the not the way Sato is. No, no. Sato is definitely the 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 real villain. Like he's like yeah, he's, he's a the mustache twirling sort of. Yeah. Yeah, he's a villain. he's an asshole. But the fight, it goes to town on um our boy general the general and there's a moment where he's got him up against the post towards the end and we see the images of him training on the wooden sparring dummy yeah that that cut back and forth back and forth to him doing like the similar moves on the general his body his arms are open we see why that that tool was like so important to train on you know what i mean and i thought the sound effects in this movie were so fucking good like the hits sounded good and then like that cut, They're not like, exaggerated talking. though, the way they right, are from right. like martial arts films. Ex- yeah, exactly. It's, it's they sound very realistic. Like it sounded really good. This feels like a, this, this is a high budget kung fu film. Yeah, yeah. 
this is the type of kung fu film that you like put up there for, and running for like an award you know what i mean like because yeah it's not the action-packed stuff but it's also got like this gripping story based around it you know what i mean right like, and it does good, them both really well and good set pieces and like you know a, a decent budget and yeah like you said it does them both really well but uh yeah that cut of them going back and forth between the general and the dummy and you just hear because like it's hard to explain that sound but the sound of him like hitting that wood and it spinning and like uh -huh. it, it like that sound inner cut it shows him, how like, lethal and like fast he is yeah dude it just it's so good and he just destroys Jin, and everybody like erupts into praise. Yeah, they're like it, man, it, man, it, man, because he's he is Foshan's champion. Mm -hmm. he, yeah, he is the champion that they have put up against the strongest in Japan uh, that Japan has to offer, and it's like that's a triumphant moment for yeah. that area. Even if they're still invaded, it's still a moment of just like for your morale the people to see that you know they're like oh i beat them yeah we've been subjugated but we're not we we have not been we're not just gonna roll over yep yeah oh dude it's so powerful very much so and quinn brings the family there at that moment yeah dude you see like that 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 when he sees her and she sees him that like realization that they're there like oh yeah. dude and then he gets so, shot yeah that part sucks but uh up until right before that like that look like they see each other in that love mm -hmm. and it's just like oh and she got to see it you know what i mean it's yeah. like yeah but yeah then he gets shot yeah but what's because I, I, I thought quinn was gonna be on top of that guy more better anyway because he was like <laughs> yeah i know right? his gun, right? doing, like, bro the thing was quinn got uh distracted by the fight he was like oh shit this is a good fight yeah right because it, it was a good fight yeah 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 but yeah he ends up you know he gets shot by um one of the soldiers and like, you know, all hell, all fucking hell breaks loose in that area. And then uh, Lee fight. Oh, Lee was the one watcher. The, uh, the guy with the gun, he wrestles with them and the gun goes off and he ends up killing the dude. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. kills Colonel Sato mm -hmm. and in the chaos, uh, he takes, uh, it man and his family and they, well, you see all the people rush to it man's aid. Like they push right. through the, the, the soldiers the barricade, at yeah. their own risk of their lives, you know, just to come to yeah. aid for this man. That's how it important man. this guy is because it man, like he has done so much for this community. Right. Well, without asking, for, he is not a, he's not a person that has asked for like, Oh, well I want my money back. I want this. Mm -hmm. Like, no, he, he has selflessly done so much for that. He wants community. to see everybody do well around him. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so they're willing to sack at the risk of their own life. To They're help willing him. to sacrifice for this guy. And That's... at this moment, these words come on the screen, too, which I thought really speaks on that. It's, it man refused to be subjugated by the Japanese army yeah, and used his fists to call forth the unity of the Chinese people. I just like the way his so fists, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, all he had, and he used that to rally people together uh, around him and, you know, their 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 background, you know what I mean? The, the Chinese this was uh, yeah, okay. another extended scene that I that I watched, and in this one, it's not much more. But uh, what they end up doing is the the other people after they bum rush they and they pick up Eep, they fucking go up and they start jumping the translator. They start like fucking whooping his ass, like he's on the ground, and uh, they're like kicking the shit out of him. And I was like, oh okay, well I kind of get why people you would are... that out. yeah, because he has a redemption arc. I feel like 
All right, right. These people don't know that, right? Like the the other people don't know. So that would kind of ruin it for us. Translating for the for the Japanese. So, but I think that yeah, exactly. That that takes away from what you've seen him like the his transformation go through, and yeah. But that 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 uh, that was the those were the two scenes that I saw. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the film. Well, it man escapes with his family, right? When the Japanese surrender, he settles in Hong Kong in 1949, it says. Yeah. He started his first uh, Wing Chun class at Kowloon Hotel's Staff Association headquarters, turning over a new leaf in his life, they say. Yeah, and that that's kind of the idea. That's the, um, the, uh, the premise for the second film. Yeah. In 1967, he started the Wu Chun Asso- As- Athletic Association to foster... Mm-hmm. The spirit of Wu Chun with a group of like-minded enthusiasts fulfilling the most cherished dream of his later years. Today is his teachings are world-renowned, exceeding over two million people. This is in 2008, by the way. Yeah. And there are many talented people among his disciples, including the most illustrious action star of all, Bruce Lee. Yeah. I thought that was a cool send-off because they don't know that they're gonna have sequels at this moment either, probably. So, like, I think it was just a good way. There was, to no, just... there was no idea, but it it ended up becoming so popular that they, uh, after its like opening night, they they said like we're gonna do a sequel. It's also just a great way to cement him in history, and and, and like Americans would be like, oh shit, this guy helped train like Bruce Lee, right? Hell yeah, dude. That's yeah. amazing. You know what I mean? That'll cue a lot of people into like, well, who's this Ip Man guy? I got to find out who this is, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So what's amazing about this film? So the film was never released in the US or Europe. It was only released in Hong Kong. It had an $11 million budget. It made like $24 million. It was, they they definitely, uh, and there's no marketing that was done really that I that I know about. So it doubled its budget. So it did really well. It was a huge success. They essentially initially just like, fuck it, we're going to do a sequel to this. And Donnie Yen was totally in on this. He wanted to kind of continue the story. And the the sequel, It Man 2, came out two years later in t- 2010. And they ended up doing the third and the fourth film. And It Man uh, has... There's some prequels, become- too. There's some prequels that have come out, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you about a little bit of the controversy that happened during the course of this. So there was a rival production company that wanted to do, they want to do their own Ip Man film. Um, so our film was initially titled uh, Grandmaster Ip Man. And the other film that was set to be put into, into production was called Grandmaster and that was going to be directed by Wong Kar Wai, who is a really famous Hong Kong director, did like Chungking Express and In the Mood for Love. He's a really famous director from Hong Kong. And it was going to star Tony Lung, who we might know from movies like Hard Boiled, Infernal Affairs, or Shang-Chi, the, the Marvel film. And they were really pissed because these were coming, these were supposed to come out at about the same time. So they were really pissed at like, your title's the same as my title, blah, blah, blah. There's going to be confusion. And so, okay, we're just going to change our film. So our film ended up becoming just Ip Man. Cool, mm-hmm. fine. That quells the issue. And the funny thing is, is that the film that uh, Wong Kar Wai was trying to produce went into developmental hell and yeah. didn't end up coming out until 2013. So it wouldn't have Ip affected Man's like anything. a huge thing. Yeah. 
so it's just kind of like an interesting thing that there was some sort of controversy with this. And I think when people think of Ip Man films, they're not going to think of one car wise grandmaster. They're going to think of this film. This is the film that comes it's like comes to mind when you think of like this character. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the little controversy that came out at the end. It doubled it the the cost of the film. They ended up doubling their their investment. So huge success. Great film. Well, yeah, hey, I'd have to say you gotta call that a success, right? Fuck yeah, dude. Well, this was my film. So I will uh I will get into it first. Our rating system is don't ever watch this bullshit. Uh, just watch the trailer, rent it, buy it, and the very easily achievable with Rob instant. <laughs> so um, I'm never gonna live this down. For films exclusively in the in the ranks of uh, Yojimbo, a fistful exactly. of dollars, and pool hall junkies. No, Rob. This will by the time we get to episode fifty, I'm sure this joke will be over. Um. <laughs> uh so for me uh we've we've talked pretty heavily about this i i think i've shared a lot about how you know this film does a lot for me like it's i you know i i cry at least six different times in this film like it's just yeah. it's very very powerful um the the interaction with the with, with the brother and the getting his kite back and Master Lu being shot and then, you know, he beating the fucking piss out of 10 people and like his relationship with his wife. And it's just it's it's so good. Like, it's so good. Everything about it. Like, it's just he's the the action like we we, we talk about both sides of it are it's it's got the, the great action sequences that are just absolutely nailed. And then it has this perfect story that it's telling that is like, you know, it's it's based on a historical event and on this real guy and this real area of this thing that happened. Like, it's just it just kind of hits all the boxes for me. Like, this is just it's a, it's it's an amazing, amazing film. Um, the uh, negative, I, I, I don't really don't know what I would say negative about it. Like, the I love the runtime. I don't think there's any part of this film where it ever feels like it. It should be going quicker. Like there's, there's never any drag. Like it just, uh, if you, if I had to say something, it's like some, sometimes the subtitles uh, go by a little bit too quick. Like that's, that would be, yeah, that's, that could be be like what's on the streaming app. Like it's like, it, it, cause I have seen other, it might not be the film. It just might be where we watched it. Yeah, when it was on Netflix, I never had that issue. So I think it's, it could be the streaming app that it's on. I watched it on high. Yeah. I have the yeah. Blu-ray, so I I watched it. I watched the, the oh Blu-ray. really, and they're fast on there. Yeah. Okay. But uh, uh, that that like that that's the that's literally it. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, you know, th- normally I don't like get into the to the bonus features of a of a DVD and like really kind of look all that shit up and like get interested in that. But like this is a movie that like sparked me to want to know more and to see more and to learn more about it. So. So for me, that's why I give this movie a buy it slash instant classic. Nice. Buy what it, about dude. you, Rob? What do you say, dude? Which, what, what are your feelings about Eatman? Oh man, this is. I mean, this is one of the grand classics of you know the the kung fu genre, and I have to say that I am with John on this. This is an buy it slash instant classic. 
I don't have any negatives about this film. I, I think it's a it's a great film. The fight scenes are great. The drama is great. I think that Donnie Yen really did a great job in representing this real person that lived. And even though it might not have been like a super historically accurate film, uh, outside of like, you know, a, a certain things that did happen at this time, that doesn't matter. That's not the point of these films. The point is like, you know, we're, we're going to create a, a drama film surrounding these historical events and they did a great job. The, the villains are good. The, the side characters are good. And, you know, the main character who is as it man solid can't go wrong there Buy it slash inch a classic for me. Word. Big bird. Eh. Another buy it slash instant classic. Yep. Okay, let's see where Big Bird comes in here. Not a big deal. Um, fantastic martial arts, fantastic. Yeah, Donnie Yen definitely commands the role of Master Ip. I thought. Um, the set design and the costuming were top notch. I believe. Uh, every moment of it just all felt genuine. I I loved the fashion and the set pieces were so detailed. That the cinematography was great. I thought it captures the the fights really well. Keeps everything in frame properly um it's we don't get these quick cuts like we get in american films where we're cutting away from things and i'm back like this is our man he's deflecting dudes like it's it's all well choreographed it's it's you know it's timed out properly and everybody knows their marks and he's kicking ass um it just looks great nothing ever stood out as like too over the top too it's mostly for the most part centered in a realistic uh world you know what i mean like there's a couple moments yeah. where like dude th- pulls a sword out with his foot from behind his back. But like other than that, like mostly nobody's twirling on treetops and they're not like floating in air. You know what I mean? Like it's relatively um all based. Yeah, this is no crashing tiger. Hidden dragon. Yeah, I and I kind of I, I dig that um about this particular film. Uh, the fight choreography, I thought is stellar. I thought Donnie Yen excels, but so do the rest of the cast too. Everybody else, you Jin is great. Um, uh, Master Lu, uh, later on, really good. Uh, the general, pretty good, especially he didn't even know shit until this movie. Pretty good. They frame him well. They make him look good. Um, it's a feast for the eyes. I thought the film too. It just looks great. It's a beautiful film. I really enjoyed the score. I thought it soars when it needs to, and it plays low during the darker moments and tone. Um, and I like that it I like that, like I said, that this ties into reality and that there's a more recent time in history that this ties into. You know, a lot of the Kung Fu films deal with like a different like uh, Chinese dynasty, uh, older times. But this is more like centered around something a little bit more contemporary. I, I, I enjoy that, even though it's based, you know, in the 40s still for us, that's not exactly that recent, but it's pretty recent. Right. Within the last hundred years. So um, I, I like that about this film. I like the setting. Um, and it feels grounded uh, because of that, I think. Um, even though there's some ridiculous shit going on, it feels grounded. I believe this story. I believe, you know, which, what's going on here. Um, and I like that about this film. I didn't think that going in, that that's what I was going to get from this movie. And that surprised me, too, about just, like, the attention to detail, the setting, the the themes at play. There's more than just uh, cue up the next fight. You know what I mean? The fights right. happen, but they happen. And it feels like they happen more naturally that way, too. Absolutely. They don't feel forced, you know? Um, characters are doing things based on their their beliefs, and they feel genuine. Uh, and they're complex, you know, like Lee's character. It's like, oh, he's a fucking weasel. It's like, oh, wait a minute, there's something to him. Right. There is a silver lining. Cons. It feels like uh the subs they were they went by too fast for me on this one as well. Yeah. 
I thought that was a moment. There were just moments where I couldn't catch. It was tough to take notes and uh, try and keep the film rolling. I had to pause a couple of moments. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of moments where the film's runtime does uh, feel a little long for me, uh, in my opinion, honestly, but it's not much um, because I also could have done with more development with if and his family like so I, that's obviously you'd have to add more runtime there i just it's just what you do with the runtime there are a couple moments here or there where i did feel like all right where are we going with this film but i was never looking at my watch either so it's not really a huge thing um i also think for a film based in the 40s this film looks a little clean like image quality wise it looks like it could have i they could have went with a little bit of a grittier look to it to kind of go along with that that era on how a film of that era might look too. Um, that's just a small gripe, but I just think it's something that could have added to the film a little bit. Um, Cause it looks very clean, you know, and it's, okay. it's kind of in a, in a war torn washed out time where it might've looked less like that. I don't know. Um, that's small. I don't know. With that said, I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give it man. I'm going to give it a solid buy it. Like this is a okay. definite buy it. I can see why you guys... I wouldn't argue why you put it in an instant classic. I don't know that... It's my first time seeing it, so I don't know if I if I'll throw it there yet. I kind of yeah. might want to see the rest of the It Mans before I can judge I, where the I first really one lies. If I, I put really this one at a 10 right away, and then, then what, what if two is a 10, you know, in my opinion, then I'm like... Yeah, well, where sure, do I totally. go to be honest, they're, they're all room. really solid. Yeah. They're really solid films. Okay. I think three might be the best one. I don't know, because like there's I know there's one where like Mike Tyson's in it and like then it starts it sounds it kind of goes the Rocky route. It sounds it feels like where it starts getting a little bit crazy. I don't know. The third one the third one it has a lot of um emotion in it. I'll just okay, say I, I think, think this third. one has that too. So I was surprised by that. That's why I'm like, oh, if you're throwing Tyson in there and stuff like that, it's, it feels ridiculous. But right. excuse yeah. me. But yeah, to hear that it, it still maintains some of that. No, oh, dude. I'm gonna have I, to watch them. I cried in the third one. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's our review for it, man. All right. Yeah. Instant classic buy it, instant classic buy it, and a solid buy it. Yeah, I feel almost bad like for giving it that. Like, oh man, should Fucking I fucking asshole? Oh, instant not at all, classic dude. buy. That was I, I it was hard for me to decide to go instant classic because like I was I was in the same same uh same realm, but um yeah. It's a solid, solid buy it. I just, it's, it's just, it's, it's for me. I was like, I enjoyed this film too much, and yeah. it to did, not. it sparked too much for me to like want to go and learn other shit about it. To not say hey, that, that it sounds not. like a classic to me, man. So, Definitely. um, yeah, it was fucking fantastic. And I actually have a question for you guys, um, because when it comes to kung fu films, like, you know, what's out there now? Uh, outside of, you know, cause now we have, you know, Jackie Chan is, you know, in his, you know, getting into his seventies, Jet Li is retired. Johnny Yen is, I mean, he did, uh, uh, John Wick four, but yeah. you know, who's the next Kung Fu guy? Like, you know, what of, are we going to get this type of film again? I don't, I, I just, yeah, I don't this guy's out there. I just don't think we're as well-versed in, the, uh, uh, into that those genres as much. Yeah, as, like, I mean, yeah, some listeners I, write in, let us know about anybody that yeah. you know we should keep an eye on. Spotlight. Because I, I asked this question on. Have Circle you seen Jordan? any of the uh, Indonesian films like that Timo has put out? Or no, I haven't. Okay. Yeah, because uh, you know I asked the same question on Circle of Jerks too, because like, the action film has kind of died out to a degree where. You know, we don't have like the Salone and the Bruce Willis and the Schwarzenegger films anymore. And it's kind of the same thing with 
with the Kung Fu films. There's no Donnie Yen and yeah. Jackie, uh, Jackie Chan and Jet Li films that are coming out anymore. Yeah, what are we going to do? It's like, wh- well, who's the next guy in line, if there's any? It's definitely and an interesting so we, question. Um, but anyways, yeah. I, w- I just wanted to ask that question. No, no, I mean, uh, that's a definitely good. I don't know enough about um, the, the genre in particular, about what, who's coming up and who's the guy to watch about. I don't know. You know, who's uh, I think there's probably guys out there already that we just don't know about that are already doing this sort of thing for that's like, a, a new audience. I, just, I don't know who those people are. I'm definitely but want to check I, out the Haya app since you maybe, got trial to maybe it, that's so. where we go. Yeah. Berg, is there anything that you wanted to bring up and discuss something that uh, the viewers may have to say? Uh, not about this film, uh, but we did receive an email um, that uh, pertains to Cobra. Uh, Stallone in general. Um, the email is from RoboPulp uh, Media. Uh, he listens to the show. He's a friend of ours on Twitter as well. Um, and I believe he's a friend of uh, Making Tarantino podcast. That is correct, yes. Yeah. He says, uh, Cobra versus Copland. Hi, guys. I saw your post about the two Stallone movies where Sly uh, stretches his range. And I like him in both for uh, different reasons. Uh, in Cobra, he's the wet dream of a Republican's idea of how they see themselves. Stallone in the eighties is an interesting study because he was using his characters as a mouthpiece for his politics. That is something I've heard of, um, about him as an actor In Copland. He's relaxing a little though, uh, letting go of his chiseled physique and not relying on physicality for his performance. Uh, he's a sad and broken man in the movie and he gets his redemption moment in the end. Uh, thank you for the chance to share and keep talking movies. Uh, Mel, thanks, Mel. Yeah, that was thank you, thank you for that yeah, awesome. I, know. Uh, I, I, I saw this comment. email a while ago. I forgot we. I meant to read it on an earlier episode, to be honest. But yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry, we didn't read it earlier. We'll do though if uh, you guys want to reply to our email. We'll add that to our socials as well. Yeah, go ahead and reply to those emails, and we we would love to read those on air. And we promise, once every fifteen episodes, we will read them. Yeah, we'll get it in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we well, got another movie, movie next, week. next week. What are, what are we doing? Uh, it's your pick, Rob. Oh shit, that's right. It's my pick. Um, we're gonna what be doing. doing uh, we're gonna go to the world of 1955. We're oh, gonna yeah, do the Night of the Hunter. Sorry, oh, uh, it's Rob, happening. It's finally happening. It's finally <laughs> fucking happening. I've been wanting to have Heidelberg watch this goddamn film for a he year. Bought me this movie. I, I even oh, bought no, it. He bought yeah, me this I movie for like my birthday or something. I don't know. Like a while ago, you sent it to me out of the blue. <laughs> and I was like, damn, yeah. bro. Damn, it's that was Criterion, too. Christmas. It was last Christmas I bought you this film. Was it? It was Christmas? Yeah, it was. Oh, shit. Uh, one of the most terrifying. Oh, that's right, because I had just villains. met you on prom night before that. That's right. This is one of the most terrifying uh, villains in cinema history that we're going to be talking about next week. I haven't I'm watched so it yet. I'm so excited to talk about it. Uh, we're doing Charles Lawton's the Night of the Hunter from 1955. So it's not exciting. scary, is it, Rob? No, it's not. I wouldn't say it's, it's scary. Thriller, but the right? villain is it's like thriller stuff going on. Sounds interesting yeah, to me. Thriller. Better not be a fucking scary movie, then. Uh, no. Yeah. Speaking of scary movies, guys, do you know I had another podcast? Who? Uberg? Yeah. Nah. Fucking cheater. Yeah, bro. It's called The Cut Above Horror Review. Uh, uh, John, Jacqueline, and I uh, host it. Each week, we pick, at, rate, and review another horror film. Uh, it's a good time. You can check us out on all the podcatchers, anywhere you find your podcasts. 
We're on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. Uh, on Twitter or X now at cut above horror and on Facebook at a cut above horror review. Uh, what scary shit are you into, John? Me? Well, mm. nothing. I hate scary shit. Uh, but what I do do. You said do do. Old ass video games. Yeah, That's yeah. right. On the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, it's a dinosaur to most of you these days. Uh, it's old games that are hair pulling hard. Um, there's no fucking cheat codes or no easy mode to do it. It's all just get good scrub. And, uh, so that's what I do every Tuesday and Thursday, twitch.tv slash kinetic onslaught, O-N-S-L-O-T. And everywhere. You can find me everywhere. The gram, Twitter, all of it. It is at kinetic underscore onslaught spelled the same way what about you rob what do you like to do in your free time oh shit that's right i do another podcast too it's called circle of jerks podcast you can find us on youtube uh we just came out with uh we had the episode with the other john from a cut above above. we did peeping tom and as of this filming we'll have done an episode with our friend phil from uh, making tarantino the podcast Oh, nice! you're having him on sweet yeah, we had him on, and uh, we talked about our cinematic awakenings, stuff like that. We are on... Yeah. <laughs> well, you are the pervert, after all, so... Makes that sense. is true, yeah. yeah. Check it's all out. clicking. <laughs> yeah, you, you can find us on Twitter slash X at, at PodcastCOJ, and on Instagram, Circle of Podcast. And if you want to reach out to me personally, I'm at RoboRice. Hmm. Nice. What about the Cinemigos? What if they wanted to catch, uh, reach out to us? Well, if they like us, they can reach us on Twitter slash X at Tresinemigos, T-R-E-S-C-I-N-E-M-I-G-O-S. Or on Instagram at Cinemigos, one word, underscore podcast. Man, that is great, guys. Love to hear all that. I would like, I would just like to provide you guys with this line from Eat Man. I think it's absolutely powerful. This is a quote from him. The world isn't fair. But moral standards apply to us all. The ruler isn't always a superior person, and those ruled aren't always inferior. The world doesn't belong to the rich or even the powerful, but to those of pure heart. Hey, your badges. Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking bushes.